1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to session four of There Will Be Dungeons with Scott, Kyle, Kristen, John, Bo, and myself, Scott. Did I already say that? I did twice. There's not two Scots here. There's one. So
2: nice you're here twice.
1: Yeah, I'm only one of me. Thank goodness, too, or we would really wipe the raid. Anyway, uh, welcome back to session four. I will now immediately give the keys to our talented, forthright, and 100% rad DM, Bo Schwartz. Bo, take it away. Previously on There Will Be Dungeons, our heroes,
3: in an effort to save the people of Dust Hill by providing them with nourishing water from a dried up well, entered deep underground to repair the well. On last week's episode, Hope put her, all of her knowledge about mechanics together, and was able to repair the pump near an underground river miles beneath the surface of the planet. Woo! After repairing the well, the party decided to take a nap and were attacked by an angry gnome by the name of Softhead who sought to take revenge on the party. But he was thwarted by Vorel's quick reflexes and pipe-throwing ability. At last he was seen, he was nailed in the head with a pipe and fell into a river and washed away. The party also noticed something curious. A crack on the other side of the underground river and decided to explore it. And there they found an underground... Uh, thing. Empire. <laughs> a, dwarven, a dwarven tomb filled with skeletons who were drinking and rejoicing in their own world and took no notice of our party. The brave ones among the party, Nash and Hope, decided to explore (laughs) while Vorrell (laughs) stood outside, waiting, and Stanley kept him company. Hope and Nash found a rocket pack and also encountered a medical droid by the name of C4N-D13. And they journeyed further. When they found out about a throne room, they could not help themselves, but find out immediately what was in there. To their shock and horror, they found a smoldering, oily demon who could smell them.
1: Okay, uh, so, <laughs> Stanley. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before you move on, can I say a quick thing? Uh, yeah. I want to give a shout out to a listener, a watcher, listener. I'm not sure how he got the show, but his name is Artie. And he made this. Now, if you're watching the video version, either on YouTube or live, you're seeing some really, really cool artwork of our characters. Uh, He's already on Twitter. He made an amazing piece, and everybody should see this. I freaking love it. Um, Every day I'm tempted to color it, but I don't want to, like, you know, steal his thunder because maybe he wants to at some point. If you'd like to submit your own fan art of our, our characters, let us know on Twitter, all right? There Be Dungeons or any of our individual Twitter accounts. Just let us know when you got something cool. We will show it off. We'll talk about it on the show. Super, super cool. So thanks again to Artie. All right, or Bo.
2: Brian Ibbits. You can also send it to Brian Ibbots. Yeah,
1: send it to Coverville at <laughs> uh, For I guess for a while there, he thought you were Brian Ibbits, which is pretty funny. But uh, anyway, nonetheless and notwithstanding, Bo, sorry, go ahead.
3: Uh, no, that's fine. It's great. Uh, it's a great piece of art.
1: Yes, it is indeed.
3: Uh, okay, so I think at this time, Kyle uh, and... Uh, John, God, I want to call you Roger, but Stanley. I need. Stanley, uh, Stanley. <laughs> okay, Varel and Stanley, uh, please. Uh, can you please remove your headsets? Go take a drink. Oh. Now that we're started, go away.
4: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> oh my we
2: gosh. We're here for oh. very long. Okay. Snap. All right. So they're headphoneless. So what's the deal? Is, is are we going to get a text or what? Uh, I can text you in back? the
3: Slack. Uh, I mean, if you need to get up, take your phone with
1: you. All
2: right. Cool. So uh, watch I hope, Slack. Yeah, I don't know how I'll long just it's going hang to hang out be. here without headphones. So yeah. you can ping me here. They were moved. Sweet.
3: Okay, so Nash and Hope, you were in the corner, damn straight, and and you you heard, uh, you attempted to hide from this demon that you saw, who was whose form was oily and somehow incomplete. When the room was dark, except his eyes were glowing, and then he would take a breath, uh, inhale in this substance. Uh, that would cause the room to light up. And what he was smoking from was connected by a long tube to this dwarf sitting upon a throne at the back of the room. And it was though the smoke was emanating from her head. The the last thing you heard on last week's episode was, Hello, adventurers. I can smell you. (laughs) Please, come, come, come. Come where I can see you.
0: I'll look at Nash and take a step forward.
3: Okay. You're scared. Oh, look. That, That is a familiar form. Please, please come, come. Bring your friend. Bring your friend.
0: I'll look back at you, Nash.
1: I look at you, and I look very, very concerned about what we're doing in here. My eye is throbbing red, so I am sensing some serious danger moving forward with this lady. But I reluctantly follow you because I don't want to see you uh, take all of the pain or the glory, depending on how this turns out.
4: Fair okay. Enough.
1: So,
3: so as you as you approach, there is a set of stairs in front of a throne. Okay, and um, at the top is this is this dwarven lady sitting there, and. Behind him, kind of leaning to the side of the throne, but sitting on, on sort of a stool makeshift, stool leaning against it, is the demon in question. Whoa. All black. It's very poor illumination, although um, you do have, you did, well, you didn't bring the torch in there with you because you were attempting to sneak, so we'll assume you don't have one actually active at the ready. Um, as it lights up, you notice that around the room, along the walls, there are skeletons. Uh, guards that are just sort of standing there. You make out from what you can see about four. Um, that uh, apart from that, the room is fairly sparse. Aside from the throne, you know, it, it, w- it looks like a throne room you would imagine, which is a large empty space with uh, it, what used to be carpet is now just this disgusting material leading up to the stairwell. And at the top, he's there. It says,
4: "Please,
1: please tell me your names."
0: Well, I'm Hope, and this is.
1: I'm Nash from the Solar Mines. Who are you? Ah, oh, it has been so long since I've seen new adventurers. Oh,
3: my name is Quizquaz. At your
4: service.
3: He takes a. What's he smoking? <laughs> <laughs> What's he saying? Uh, so he, he so 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 that there's a d- dwarven woman um, looking. You get a better look of her. She's actually looks like if you take somebody imagine they haven't eaten in a thousand years, but still have flesh and blood, yeah. just sunken in cheeks and and eye sockets, and she's she's just sitting there staring straight ahead with the bluest eyes. They almost glow, and on her head is this like chrome kind of like a helmet thing. And a pipe sticking out of it, sort of off to the side, like a half a pigtail. Right, it's just off to the side, and then from there is like a rubber tube, and the rubber tube, like a hookah. You know, you know hookah, right? It's like a hookah. Like he's smoking something from her brain. Okay. And so, and he's sitting near near, like he's leaning against the throne to the side, just sort of smoking, and looks like he's lazing about. He's got his feet up, and he's like, (sighs)
1: so she's dragging. Is she dragging this off of her head? Like, she's sucking on that she's, pipe? Or he is? He he, he is. He okay, is. Right. But
3: it's like a rubber tube, you know, um, like a... Like surgical I think hookah tube. Hookah is the biggest, is what it looks like to you, except she's the hookah
1: almost. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you, Cross. We were just adventuring, and we found a light in this room and wanted to come check it out.
3: Tell me. How did you get in here? It's the way... I, I've been imprisoned here for six, oh, seven centuries. I don't. You're the first people I've seen in
1: so long. It's a long story. Do you want the whole Are thing?
3: There... <laughs> <laughs> I have all the time to listen to your
1: long
4: stories.
1: Mm. I look at I look at Hope, thinking Nash has the look on his face like he doesn't really remember why we're down here. Like, we came down with the Hillmaster, it was to fix pipes, it was to help the people upstairs drink, but we didn't know what we were getting into, and we don't know where our buddies are. We're missing a lizard and a fancy boy, and we don't know where they are, and this has all gone wrong to me. So so Nash is, like, not in the mood to tell a tale, but perhaps Hope is interested.
0: right. right, I'll give Nash the look that tries to communicate, go get help. <laughs> 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 and i'll begin a story <laughs> starting from the beginning three weeks ago
1: i kind of like or actually this. a
0: day ago
3: okay um so you're gonna you're gonna start explaining everything uh, so I just so i'm
1: clear you're communicating to scott to leave she wants me to go get our guys now i don't want to do that but you guys should RP this rather than exposition to, uh, it. Yeah, we should, we should RP it. The problem is I'm thinking she, of, go ahead, go, yes, go.
0: We forgot something um, back in the hallway that we could bring to show this demon. Would, would you like to go get it? Because I've, I've got years to tell the story and I'm half demon, so this is time to catch up with the fan.
1: Alright, I stop. I look at her because I'm a little confused about what she means and then it dawns on me. We need to get help. So then I say, um, Hope, I can't leave you here, though. You have to go with me. We leave these people here and we go together or we don't go at all.
3: Quizquaz jumps in in the middle of this. As you say, they say, There are other people.
4: How many of
3: you are
1: there? Oh, man. Um, yeah. Oh, did we go for. It? No, all right. I look at Hope, I glance at her. I glance back at Quizquaz. And by the way, I very have slowly taken my staff out and I'm holding it now. Not in a very offensive way, not in like a I'm going to attack way, but just sort of having it handy, tight fist, one hand. And I say There are four of us total. <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: But tell us more about yourself, Quizquaz. What oh, are you doing here? Well, How long? So, six millennia? That's quite a time to be locked up.
3: <laughs> he takes a <sighs> drag from his thing. Goes- <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I'm motioning with my hand uh, to you, Nash, to go, get out, go. Get help. I,
3: I understand that perhaps I look a little intimidating. <laughs> Why don't you bring one of you, bring your friends here?
0: Okay. We could do that. Yeah,
1: so the other can stay with me. Hope I don't feel good about this. I can't leave you here with this this thing.
0: But just th- I'm half demon. It's 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 in my blood, you know. It's it's family here.
1: Do we have anything with us that would that would help us? That would help me know that she'll be okay while I'm gone. I don't I'll want give
0: you my shotgun
1: because I don't want to be Nash the uh oh he killed somebody again guy today <laughs> <laughs> the chat room was already making bets before the show who knows what they're doing now and i don't I listen to the chat room. well i'm just saying you know they're here to they're here to make bets on who nash is going to kill today but i really for real i don't want to leave her to die so i'm sort of desperate for anything I, can i is there any way i can do anything that will help me know that she's okay while i'm gone and we have a a way of creating a you could ask the imp 4 assurances by role playing your character and asking. All right, let's do that. Quizquaz. It's a shitty name. Yes. It's a terrible yes. name. Let me let me ask you a question. I need to go. Well, get I our- think
4: Nash is a terrible <laughs> name too.
1: Takes takes one to know one. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go get our fellow adventurers, but I need your assurance, your word, that you will not hi- you will not harm the tilfling.
3: Why w- I haven't seen anyone in s- seven centuries, maybe even eight—I've lost count. I'm so
1: pleased
3: to see you. I, you, I—you have my assurances.
1: Are you? Are you? Not in, harm. Hope. Are you and your your hookah lady the only two people in here?
4: Well,
3: Melda's here with me, and she—he he sort of points to the dwarf and queen.
4: And Melda's a
3: friend too she doesn't say much but she won't <laughs> hurt anybody <laughs> and it's the guards you've met some of them i'm sure they're harmless
0: <laughs> you right, all right chris cross you all right is that a good hit did you get yes
1: yes yes uh, <laughs> sometimes I, I breathe too much in and uh, my lungs a uh, quick DM check, is she, uh, how far away am I going to have to go to get the boys from here? Like uh,
3: her? I mean, so you travel down the hall. Yeah, It's probably 10, 15 minutes. You know, you, you spend a lot of time exploring, but you, it's actually, you, you haven't traveled very far.
1: Will any. she, be, will I be able to hear her scream or yell from any of that Pro- distance? Probably not. Okay. It's,
3: th- there's thick cavernous walls uh, and they're, you know, they're, Edged by brick faces, so you won't be able to.
1: Uh, I look at Hope and I say, "Hope, I can't do this. I'm staying. You go get the. You go get Stanley and Varel. I'm not leaving, and I'll make sure everything's fine here. You can count on me."
0: All right, Nash. I trust you. All right. Be good. Have a good conversation. We'll be back, Demon.
3: <laughs> All right. So I'm going to ask you also to take off your headset. You crawl into the sewer oh, hole and you oh run my away. Gosh, to-
1: what We're... have I done? All right. All right. So, hello. Your name is Nash, right? That is correct. I I
3: feel that. I feel you have you have a lot of
4: power for a mortal. Hmm. I
3: wonder, I wonder perhaps. I wonder perhaps if you'd be interested in sharing some information about the
1: people you're traveling with. That depends on the information. Well, how close
3: are you to them? Are you sworn to them?
1: <laughs> You're genuinely I, creeping me out. Um, uh, um, I okay. You know. <laughs> Gosh, easy there, dude. Slow down on the hookah, lady. A little bit there, buddy. Uh, they have become. They have become. More important as we've gone on, I didn't know these people just days ago, but now we are a part of a family, at least under here. And until we're out of here, I, I intend to protect them, and I believe they are here to protect me. Well, and how much
3: do you know about my kind? <laughs> Have you met many
1: demons? I know nothing of your kind.
4: Let me
3: explain something
1: to you. We are I'm not of
3: this world. We were brought here by mortals
4: many years
3: ago. And we can make we can give mortals
4: powers
3: beyond their wildest imagination. This this Amelda here has lived hundreds of years beyond her capacity for life. And I've allowed her to live longer because she asked it of me. Is there something you desire? Would you like to be
4: stronger?
3: Would you like to have someone killed? Do you want money?
1: I look at you for a long time. There's a pause. I look back at the door, really wishing Hope was back by now. She obviously isn't. She hasn't been gone long enough. I look back at you and say, nothing in this world comes for free. What do I give in return?
4: You are a smart human.
3: (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Oh, I have a lot of respect for you for not just trusting that I would use your power for free. Yes, I I need you. I need you to help me. Help me maybe keep one of them or all of them or bring me someone from the surface so I don't... See, I've been sipping from Imelda's dreams for so long but another flavor of dream would be would be very much appreciated. Perhaps we can trade a person for something you wish.
1: I'm unwilling to make this decision on my own, and if we bring you somebody back, it will be because we've made the decision together as a team, and no other way. How about you keep my proposal in mind and maybe a
3: situation will come up when they come back that would
4: be of benefit to both of us. Do we have an accord?
1: (laughs) Is this purely a verbal agreement? I don't need to sign anything in my blood?
4: No, no,
3: no, no. We haven't made a pact yet. Just an understanding
4: ending <laughs>
3: when the time comes
4: perhaps you would
3: give one of your friends that you've known for one day or two days to me <laughs> i think i don't think you'll regret it at all
1: i can make you so
4: powerful
1: Oh. <laughs> I'll accept your idea, but I'm not committing to a damn thing. And I really wish those guys would get back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so you guys have begun conversing. We are going to switch to the party. So let's uh, get them to come
1: back here. All right. So in theory, they're all together now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
3: well, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna switch over to them because the party is split. So yeah.
1: All right. So I have to get off. There they go. Do I uh, no, no,
3: no, no. Oh. Actually, probably
1: you can stay. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. Okay. If you need to go, I'll let you know. All
3: right. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, you guys All some right. shit went down. Everyone, right, go ahead. Everyone's
3: back. Yep. Yeah. Hello. All right. So we now switch to Varel and Stanley, who have been having their bottle episode <clears throat> outside. At the cave entrance.
2: So, uh, I don't know what's necessarily going on, but I do want to say that there was, at least during some of that, a conversation that would have gone on between Varel and Stanley. Should we do
1: that now? They should totally do that, I think. Yeah. Uh,
5: yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, so I figured
5: cut. Stanley was making a a hole, and we would have connected our holes in some sort of tunnel structure.
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was putting rocks in the goggles. Yeah. Uh,
5: I'm down for a good diggin'.
2: We know, we know. (laughs) Uh, Vorel, there's something that I feel like I need to tell you.
5: Mm? Uh, What's that? Continue digging.
2: Well, you remember when you charged into the room, and uh, you said that you let us down by being attacked and falling in battle.
5: A regretful defeat. I would rather not ponder on it, as there are... Well, no, there isn't
2: anything more important right now. What do you have to say? (laughs) Well, it... I wasn't exactly 100% honest with you on what transpired there. Oh? Uh, You didn't fail us. You charged up there, and Nash came up behind and set off an attack... And that's what knocked you out.
5: Nash attacked me.
2: Well, he attacked a lot of people. He he really attacked everybody, but he was reckless. And yes, he hit you with the blast as well. I see. Sounds like an experience. Well, most definitely but uh, (laughs) at the time I felt like we needed to focus on the task at hand and now that we've had a down moment and nothing's going on I figured it would be best that you know that I think he's a bit reckless and I think we should keep our eyes on him when we can
5: are you aware of my people's favored version of hunting
2: no enlighten me. It is to wait
5: in the sand for a creature to come by, and then spring upon it. And in that moment, there is a panicked action which we allow for it to attack us, to embed a horn, a tooth, anything in our being. So we have hold of it, and then using our superior strength, we bring the creature down. Using its attack against it, And I would say that this instance is very much the same. While I would have liked to be in agreement, and I will certainly discuss this with our bandaged friend, his tactics were honorable, and they did lead to victory.
2: Well, ultimately my goal, Vorel, was to make sure you knew the truth. If that is fine by you, then I'll simply hold him in my own judgment and we can continue. You humans... Take a lot of
5: pressures due to truth. I find the convenience of the haves that exist
2: to often lead to a more fruitful future. The problem, Vorel, is that a snake knows a snake. And for all his talk of mistrusting us and not knowing if he can believe what we tell him, Nash's actions have been the most against this group of anybody here, and I can see that. And while I don't think we should rush in and call him an enemy, I also don't know if we can trust him just yet. He has a number of
5: obvious weaknesses, which lead me to be less afraid of him. It seems that hitting him on the right side is rather painful as well as all his magic seems to stem from one eye, which could be easily removed. I think your fears are unfounded. In fact, if I were to say anyone in this party is frightening, it would be you, sir, who have the most secrets.
2: Well, I don't even know what you're talking about, Morel. Ah, the
5: the very words I would expect.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are a clever person, Morel, and I quite enjoy interacting with you.
5: It has been my pleasure as well. And we should name our great bridge that we have created here.
2: <laughs> Stanley looks down and is mildly surprised that he has inhabit with Varel continued to dig just because Varel was doing so too. <laughs> How about Thur
5: Thril Huthrin, the Friendship Fortress?
2: I say in Draconic, that sounds fantastic.
5: Oh, um... And our friendship flower continues to grow, my friend. All right. Ooh. On
3: that note, uh, hope you are within earshot. Uh, you <laughs> can allow them. You can allow them to continue. You hear them talking, and you hear uh, much of this echo throughout the uh, the hall. So you can choose to enter or stay. But
0: yeah, I'll let you guys. Guys, got here as fast as I could.
2: Oh, We found a what? demon.
0: We need your help.
2: You found Come a what?
0: On. I'm moving down the hallway. It's a demon. He's smoking brains. I don't know.
5: I will look at Stanley. Shit.
2: Uh, Well said. (laughs) I will chase after her.
3: Okay. So keep in mind that uh, you enter into the pantry area. The skeletons in the kitchen are continuing to cook. And in order not to disrupt them, you will have to perform an acrobatics check to get through unhindered. Uh yeah so um so so uh, Stanley and and Varel, this is your first time seeing the kitchen it is a madhouse of activity it's a small room there are at least a dozen dwarves in here uh one of them is in the corner nursing burns uh because last week Nash actually knocked him into the hearth <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so in order to make it stealthily across you'll have to perform an acrobatics check to get through otherwise you could do what you want really kill them all if you like
2: Natural 20.
3: Okay, so you find this uh, cleverly, you find a way on top of some of the counters and actually just move briskly across and easily, and then you take a little bow after going through and walking (laughs) to the pantry. Uh, Varel? A 8. Okay. (laughs) So... uh, (laughs) <laughs> um, so Hope's behind you. She, she hasn't rolled yet, so she's gonna go last. You sort of walk through and basically you think you're being stealthy, but you plow over about six of the skeletons, and they're just they all just fall over <laughs> spilling things. And then um you see the ones who haven't fallen over all kind of freeze and look. Uh I freeze sort too. of they're sort of staring. Okay, so you freeze in the middle of the room. The people on the ground are like you know, just sort of nursing their injuries, but a few of the people around have s- witnessed a bunch of people get knocked over from an unexplained force, probably, and are sort of frozen in in, in position. For real, and then, and then quickly, quickly the the the, the one of the, the larger of the skeletons looks like their teeth starts going crazy and orders one of the skeletons to run out of the room back towards the hall. Am I go, cursed?
0: Go,
3: go, go. Okay, I'll keep just moving. Run. All right. Okay. <clears throat> okay, uh, Hope, are you going to go across as well? There is a clearing for you to pass through now, thanks to Vorel plowing over half the skeletons. So you just cool. quickly move through. As you move through, you see the two armed guards from the front entrance come in with their swords drawn and they're sort of looking around, investigating. And as this happens, you close the door into the pantry and leave them to whatever investigation they're about to conduct. Um, so you're now in the pantry. There's a ton of uh, rotten food substances from centuries of decay. But, you know, they've been preserved because of the air circulation not that great in here. Uh, yeah. Wait, so there,
5: there's food in here? That is preserved?
3: Rotten food. Well, no, oh. the mold has been preserved. Yeah, it's quite it's quite putrid, even for you.
5: I do stop to inspect it, though, because as I remember, we didn't eat last night. And I'm a yeah. big lizard man. Yeah.
1: He uses carbs. You guys, you guys lizard ate? Lizard carbs. had your rest?
0: I'm missing four rations. Yeah, so we somebody ate. Somebody ate my rations.
2: <laughs> Ra- rations were secretly divvied up it was,
0: uh... Unspoken. It was
2: unspoken divvying of rations.
0: Fed you all when you were sleeping. It was Well, adorable. I mean,
2: I would say the lizard man could always
3: be hungry. Right? Yeah. It's never... Yeah. It was, but it's I, I, it's I not out of character.
0: That.
2: Yeah. Vorel, uh, I, I think a demon's more present at the moment. We can certainly come back, but, uh... As you, you know, say this, though, is you, do, Nash?
3: You, you, do sniff, you do sniff one of the large, bulbous... Green things that you see, and it—it smells like a combination of cheese, stinky feet, and bloated corpse. And it's interesting. It's an interesting combination of
5: smells. Some might call that meat and vinegar.
3: And but as you smell it, you kind of you're very big and very large. So when you breathe in, it actually pulls it a little bit on this sort of bulbous, and it pops into a mist. Oh boy. And now now there's just a mist of like rotten crap all around your face and it still and and because after it blows up it smells more like rotten feet than it does of cheese
5: um, yeah. Point taken moving on <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay so you, you you rush out into the hall and there you see the large highway with the train tracks in the middle and the sidewalks on either side and the the, the sewage sort of culverts uh, against the wall um and as as you move down the hall and hope, I imagine you're guiding them to you know to where the demon area is. Uh, Vorel and Stanley see this huge metal humanoid, and the huge metal humanoid sort of waves at you.
0: I'll wave at her. Hi. Uh, before we go, this is C four N D thirteen. This is Vorel and Stanley. Please make acquaintance. And the demon is through here. And I'll point at the grid in the ground. And, what and, have um, you been
3: doing while we were out there? The the, the robot says. Hello, my name is C4N-D13, medical droid. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. And then she she looks at Varel and sort of scans and says, unknown unknown life form. And then she looks, she scans you, uh, Stanley, and then says, Elhan, Elhan protocol engaged. Elhan, Elhan, I must speak with you. I must speak with this individual privately. It is urgent. I must speak with you privately. And she sort of, she sort of uh, looks expectantly, just waiting for a response.
2: Hope, what the hell is this?
0: I talked to her. She's been very friendly this whole time.
2: Do we have time for me to talk to
0: this? I. I
3: it is of an urgent nature. I must speak with it. the Elhan immediately.
0: Vorel, through I'll, the grating. I'll wait I'll, for Stanley.
3: I'll
0: Let the up. demon know we're on our way.
3: Okay. All right. Um, yep. Yeah, head. So, if you're going to allow the privacy, uh, headphones out, everyone, but Stanley, please. But stay. Won't be long. Okay. So, uh, Stanley, uh, the robot sort of motions for you away from the party and says, "Elhan, Elhan, I am glad to have met you. I did not think I would come another, across another of your kind in many years."
2: Well, that is very flattering. Uh, what did you say your name was?
3: My name is C4N-D13, and I do not have much time, but I am glad that I have encountered you. I have something for you to bring with you when you journey into the sky.
2: Okay.
3: You are aware of of what elves do, correct?
2: Oh, all the time. All the time.
3: It is the journey of all Elhan to return to the sky in their home there, Elhandar. It is with your kind that I am programmed to trust with the utmost of precious information, and I have something to deliver to you with my last little bit of energy. Please will you accept this missive and return to the sky and deliver this to your brethren in Elhandar?
2: I swear it will be done.
3: All right, so she sort of stops for a second, and then uh, um, she seems to be like, it's like, right, like, re chest lights up. And then a, um, a shelf, a sh- sort of a unit, o- pops open. I guess BB-8 style, or whatever. You know, it's like <laughs> re- opens, and you see a round, like metal ball. Looks like brass. It has all these random carvings in it, and it glows a little bit blue. She says, "And she says, please take this data core and return it to the elves of Elhandar. They will know what to do with it. It contains vital information that requires you to protect it to save the planet." The planet is dying, but the information in this core will save it. Please promise you you will return it or give it to one of your kind who is returning to Elhandar to return it.
2: I absolutely will. Thank you very much for bringing this to me c four n d thirteen
3: and then the droid says something very unfamiliar to you, and you you, you registered as elvish, but they aren't any elvish words, you know. Elvish Words that you know, she says, Enta bilaka to you.
2: I reach out and take the orb and repeat it uh, Enta bilaka.
3: En bilaka.
2: Yes, that.
3: Okay. All right. And she says, Thank you. Peace be with you. I'll wait out here. I cannot fit into the sewer grate.
2: Uh, what's blocking the the door exactly? Uh, you see
3: a cave in where the door is, so there's a lot of rock. Like you make the outline of the door, but you see just rock and brick sort of falling in. Um, How- everyone else can put their head headphones back
2: on. I think you need to do this—the universal symbol of headphones back. Yeah. Okay. Is it uh, how <laughs> bad is the cave in? Is it I mean it's pretty substantial Yeah, or? yes, okay. yeah, yeah.
3: I mean you could probably dig through it, but estimate would be a day two days, maybe. Barring no problems.
2: Alright, before I go, I say C four and D thirteen. There are people on the other side of this door that need assistance. I noticed this cave-in is preventing us, you, from getting through, do you think you could try to start clearing it now? I'll go around the long way and see if I can assist that way.
3: I do not have much in the way of power reserves, but I will do what I can to begin removing rock here. Very well. The the robot bows to you, Elhan.
2: Dive into the grate.
3: Okay. So, uh, everyone, so, uh, Hope, Varel, uh, Stanley, you start moving in, and you, you you move in through the grate, and you hear, Ah!
0: <laughs> Your friends have
1: arrived, Nash.
0: Nash, and- are you all right? I'll call after
1: the grate. Uh, Yeah, yes, get in here.
3: All right, just for the benefit of, of Stanley and uh, Varel, who weren't here and didn't have the room described to them, it's a large throne room area. Uh, the only illumination right now is from, uh, from the eyes and mouth of this demon. The throne room is empty and large, like a typical throne room you might see. There are a set of stairs. At the top of the stairs, there is a uh, throne. Uh, a, there's a dwarf, uh, a very a dwarf who looks like she hasn't eaten in a hundred years, sitting there staring straight forward with blue eyes, sitting atop the throne. She has a chrome metal helmet on, and then there's a metal pipe hanging off the side and a rubber tube, and... Attached to the tube, smoking it, sitting next to the throne is the demon in question made of what looks to be made of instead of oil, but oil given form and substance. And this demon is sitting on a chair next to the throne and smoking from her mind, I guess. Um, You do also take in, those of you with dark vision, you can't see their... Are about four skeletons standing stock still around the room, sort of standing guard in the throne room, as
1: you would expect. And, and I'm so, like, I'm uh, like, yeah, uh, where but, the hell where the hell have you guys been? What took so long?
0: We came here as fast as we could, but the robot knew Stanley! Called him El Hayne or something.
1: Stanley, what the hell is this about?
2: I'm very well known everywhere I go. Uh and <laughs> <laughs> what exactly am I looking at now?
3: Hello, hello! Please come, come, stand with Nash in front of the room. <laughs> oh, very well then. And as you guys, as you guys move to uh, sort of stand in front, he takes a and then his eyes roll back.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he sometimes breathes in too much smoke. That's the coughing. Hmm.
3: Like Oh, you, you, would one of you like to try
0: this? It's delicious. Sand. Will we be enslaved if we try?
3: <laughs> Heavens no, do I look like...
0: <laughs>
3: no, it feels delightful. Would anyone like to try? But wait first, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm just...
2: I'm a little high. <laughs> uh,
4: what? <laughs> what are your
2: names? <laughs> What are your names? I step forward. My name is Stanley Billings, good sir, and it is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, You seem like quite a jovial fellow, and uh, I thank you for welcoming me into your chamber. The pleasure is (laughs) mine. And you?
5: I am Borel Rasprim Kurek. What
3: are you? I don't think I've seen one of... Are you mortal?
5: Uh, what, what? Why are your eyes? Where? With... How do you see me? As you see me. Uh, we are both desert creatures, no? <laughs> I am no mortal creature. <laughs> then uh, neither uh, am I. And I wink at Stanley.
2: I just give him an approving nod.
3: Oh, give is this a, is this a attempt at deception? Yes, yes, it
5: is.
0: Oh, I guess if you're winking, then you
5: know you, what know you need to roll. <laughs> All right, it's a one.
2: <laughs> Winks with the wrong eye. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so quiz, uh, uh, he's, uh, the demon says, "Well, I am Quizquaz. Uh, you might know me, demon." From the abyss. Are you stuck here too? <laughs> uh, Some call me the dream drinker.
2: Is that what you're doing right now? Drinking dream.
4: Oh, how, how
3: rude of
2: me. This is amelda She is my friend. I drink from her dream. Yes, I do. Now, it's been a while since I was a child still learning the ways of the world, but one truth has remained, I would say, fairly universal since then. Friends don't drink each other's dreams.
3: (laughs) It's a long story, but I'd be glad to share. First, I want to know from you, how did you get here? I have been trapped here for centuries. With no air.
1: I look at him and think, I already told you all of this. Why are you asking again? Actually, well, Hope. if you're
3: thinking it, no one's going to respond
1: to well, you. Well, Hope, no, I'm saying it. hopes sorry, let me restate it. Hope already told you the entire story. Why are you asking Stanley again?
4: I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I... I... I'm asking, I think, a different question. Here, is how did you get here? I mean, she told me some of the story, but you were so concerned with finding your friends instead of talking to me. Uh, I just want to know wh- where is the opening to Moog
4: Frame?
2: Well, that <laughs> does seem like the question you're most interested in. I hate to be presumptuous with you, but you seem to care very little about who we are and what we are, and only with how we manage to get in.
4: I mean, okay. Why don't
3: you tell me more about you? If you want, if that's what you
2: want to talk about, I'd just like to know how you got in here. Well, that can be a story for another I... time. <laughs> First, I would like to know what happened here. Why am I surrounded by skeletons? Why is this queen, who is supposedly your friend, hooked up to a device that you're smoking out of? <laughs>
3: okay, let me explain something to you. I suspect
1: you came through the well. Did you not?
5: I'm nodding. Well, I got it right. There, there is a well nearby,
3: and it brings water to the surface.
2: That's true as Full well. Surface, mortals. Look over. Who well do you think whisper, built Let's it. hold off on the given information for but, just one minute.
5: This, this, I, I feel no threat here. He can't escape a room
2: with a clearly marked door that we just entered through. Yes, but we are in this room at the moment.
1: I still don't Uh, trust the skeletons in the back.
5: We can leave and it'll be a great mystery to him.
2: (laughs) It's really hard to argue with his logic sometimes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, lizard logic is good.
2: (laughs) It's really solid.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you not come by the well... It's a beautiful well. (laughs)
4: Yes, yes, I helped build
0: it. You helped? Who did you help build it? When did you build it?
3: Many, many centuries ago, a man by the name of Peter came to Mogferain. At that time, Mogferain was a prosperous dwelling. There were dwarves everywhere, and I lived among them. But this man from the surface found us and betrayed the
0: dwarves. (laughs) How did... What? How did...
3: You've seen the dragon engine that powers the well, have you not? Maybe I helped him get it. But we had a deal, Peter and I. Peter, the first hill master, as he likes to call himself, he buried us in here. And the dwarves of Mowgfrey died of suffocation and starvation. But Amelda, oh lovely Amelda, I kept her alive. She said, please help save my kingdom. I did
4: in exchange
3: for drinking her dreams which honestly I could do
4: forever
0: and I've kept her alive well past her years
3: to enjoy the drinking of her dream. I and
2: t- how exactly have you saved this land these dwarves exist as skeletons repeating the same day over and over again what sort of life is that Maybe
3: to you, but look at Amelda, she is dreaming. And in her dreams they are feasting and fighting and drinking as dwarves do the smelly bastards But they are happy.
4: Clisquas
0: what deal was betrayed? What did Peter promise you?
3: Good demons don't reveal information about their clients. I've said quite a bit. I'd like for you to share, perhaps with me, something you would like.
1: It's demon client privilege, I've heard of it.
3: If you are here, <laughs> where, where are those insufferable
5: hillmasters?
1: He's dead.
5: I would like to make a... Sleight of hand to remove my necklace and hide it behind me in some fashion. Oh, good idea. <laughs> for I am wearing the Hillmaster necklace yeah, at idea. the moment. I like this. A 12.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, you hide it without a vent. You're not sure if he saw or not, but you Maybe, don't get like, any response. Maybe,
5: go for a head wipe but the hand, catches the necklace.
1: Oh, you know, I got to wipe back the hair, got the necklace in my okay. hand. All right.
3: It's, you're now no longer wearing it. He looks, he looks at you and says, so, so, so now that the way is open, this brings a change. Do you need my help? How is the well doing? Why are you here?
2: Well, that's a very good question. I glare over at Hope and Nash. I'm not entirely sure why we're here. We're mostly just exploring. We stumbled upon this place, and let's just say that a bunch of reanimated skeletons catches attention.
3: Hmm, I can see that. You mortals are so inquisitive,
2: especially human.
3: But, and, and
4: you, I can
3: sense the presence of demon blood in the Horned One. But you are human. You are no Demon.
0: A half demon? Ma- oh. Maybe more human on my mom's side. I'm
3: would not really you, sure. Would you like to be a demon? Mm-hmm. Is there anything I can give to any of you? You see, I am quite powerful. Perhaps I can give you something.
1: By the way, this, I gave Amelda immortality. This makes Nash, uh, who's been looking sort of at the ground suddenly look up at you and kind of stare for a minute and then look away again. They don't know. As more. I've explained to
3: this one who just looked at me, I am quite powerful. Do you have enemies
1: you wish to crush? I can help you do it.
2: Well, for a price. What exactly are you charging? <laughs> I,
3: I became trapped here long ago after the great scorching we fought the dragons and my brothers and sisters turned home.
1: You said fought?
3: <laughs> I stayed. I fought, okay. I fought the dragons. All right. <laughs> I, I, heard, I not, heard a different- I, I did <laughs> not have improper relations with them. Heard a different There's one. plenty of that in the
2: abyss though. Perhaps you'd like to have one with a demon. <laughs> well, I'm certainly we went down this line of questioning. <laughs> Thank you for that, Nash. Perhaps but, you should enunciate a little better.
3: But let me tell you, I stayed because I like I like to drink dreams. So if you could get me someone to drink from so I have more flavor perhaps someone from the village above who is earnest and happy and has sweet dreams. Okay. You could trade the life of one of your own power. Uh,
0: what if we stopped yeah. you from being trapped?
3: <laughs> I mean, I assume I'm free to go. I could come up to the village and take it for myself, but I like it down here. I look Big at you.
1: Versus. I look at you and go, "Wait. Why are you telling them these things?"
4: Because I
3: am a businessman and I provided you with an opportunity to make a deal with me, but you turned me down.
2: Looks like well done. Well, Nash.
3: You had to think about Look at this one. This one who is so earnest and eager to save people. I bet you her dreams
1: are delicious. (laughs) I turn to you guys and I go, listen, he made this deal or he tried to make this deal with me and I wouldn't do it. I don't know why he made me feel like this was going to be between he and I and he and I alone. But I suppose you'll all have to make your own damn decision now.
2: Well, it seems like you missed a very valuable opportunity. One that I'm not going to miss. I start approaching the throne room. I would like to show you something and see if maybe you can give me a bit more information about it. May I approach further? Sure, I am no
3: queen. Amelda. may
2: he approach? What's that? Oh, you may approach... <laughs> Alright, I walk up to him, and I start preparing to remove my backpack, mm-hmm. and as soon as I get within reach, I yank the cap off of Melba's head.
3: Oh, wait, so you're coming up the stairs? Yes. Okay. Alright, so you walk up the stairs slowly, and Chris doesn't pay you much mind, and um, so you're going to make... Uh, An attempt to remove the cap from her head.
2: Yep.
4: Um,
2: (laughs) Or at least yank the tube out. I don't know. Does does it look like it's just placed on her head, or does it look like it's fused
3: her head? I mean, it's it's on her head. It looks more fused than just sitting on her head. Okay. you have no idea what the inner workings are. Maybe All right.
2: If it looks like it's fused, then what I would do is as I approach, I would reach into the bag... <clears throat> and okay. I would produce one of the two daggers I have in there, and I would mm-hmm. cut the tube connecting to the cap.
4: Uh, okay.
3: Um. So, make an attack roll, please.
2: Gotta get my dagger, my sweet dagger stats out here.
4: Oh. will roll first.
3: All those dice.
2: Roll them no. all. You have like 500 dice. Uh, it's 13 plus something. I'm looking for my inventory. Where's my dagger? There it is. Uh, 13. It's your dex plus, plus proficiency, six. probably.
3: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you take a quick swipe, roll your damage dice, please.
2: That is a eight damage.
3: Okay, so you walk up peacefully, um, looking like you're going to approach to do nothing super hostile, and then, I mean, pretty pretty obviously, you're attacking. You pull out your, take a a big cut of the the pipe, and Quisquas just doesn't seem to think that this is the kind of thing that would have happened. He didn't react amazingly enough uh, to you at all. So you slice the thing open. Um, smoke billows out from the two ends as they flip open, and Quizquaz's eyes grow as wide as windows. And he goes, trabalcos. Roll for initiative.
5: Regardless, I want to attack the two skeletons, whether they animate or not, next to me.
1: Roll for
0: initiative. 11. 11. Eleven. 16.
3: All right. Um, 16 for Nash. Uh, I wrote Vash. Um, what is the? Yeah. 11 for, for Hope. Um, Stanley, 18 for you. Okay, Borel. And as you, as you cut the thing open, he screams no, and everyone starts to tense up. You see the skeletons on the side of the room Let begin to take a stance, and their heads start to turn towards you. And then from a curtained area behind the throne that you didn't see, skeletons begin pouring out of the back there. You count at least eight running out. And from a door, a sort of hidden door to the side that you didn't notice, four more uh, skeletons fire out of the side there. And Quizquaz looks at you and says, You will pay for this. And yep, yeah, okay. So the first uh, move actually goes to Quizquaz, and since Stanley, you're right near him, <laughs> he approaches you and attacks with his his mouth. So his his gross oily form, his head enlarges and his jaws become large, and he goes to take like a bite right from your chest. Uh, you're AC or he's jumping, standing. He's he's just he 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 walked up to. You. Like, he's oh. lunging for, for Stanley. Um, so does an 18 hit you, sir? It does. It does. Okay, and... All right, you take five points of damage. All right, and you need to now make a saving throw of constitution or be poisoned.
2: Uh, okay, constitution saving throw. Eleven. Eleven.
4: Uh Okay.
3: Alright, you are uh taking Okay, and you take five poison damage as well.
2: I am but unconscious. But you
3: are not poisoned. You're unconscious. Okay, I am.
2: I'm like, yep, that's it. Jeez. That's, oh, all, that's right. all of it.
3: So QuizQuiz Quiz looks around and everyone says, oh.
2: <laughs>
3: Alright, uh Varel,
5: it is your turn. <laughs> Uh Alright, so 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 stand, so all these skeletons are they currently like zombie arms out or are they weaponized or
3: they're they're weaponized, they carry um generally hammers and you know traditional dwarven weaponry. Some of them have hammers, some of them have battle axes. They're not particularly armored, everything except the metal clasps and pieces on them are still present if they haven't fallen off. Some of them wear helmets, some of them don't. They aren't particular, but they aren't particularly well armed by any stretch. Are, are they They're uh, also dwarven? So they stand about four feet. Oh, I was just going like to ask just that. Half, that exa- yeah. Which is like you know almost ha- almost half your height.
5: Yeah. Or else. Is is was this on Quizquaz a like vulgar display of power? And he's now like, I'm invincible, kind of standing, or is he like, ha ha, let's battle because you know I don't know what'll happen.
3: Um, he so he's still you know given that we're slowing down time to seconds Yeah, he has taken a bite from Stanley and he's looked around the room and is just sort of has like a, like a bloodthirsty sort of look on his face he's, he's angry he's not in reception demon mode at this point
5: mm, I, this isn't a logical fight to Vorel anymore so I will make a diplomacy or what is it now uh, what's the friendly one Persuasion?
3: Persuasion to persuade them from an argument, yeah.
5: I will say, what if I went into the desert and got you an already high person, and then you drank their dream, so you were twice
1: as high? <laughs> I like this thinking. With a 17. Uh,
3: so, so you make your argument to him, and, and sort of Quizquaz looks at you and says, It is too late for that. Your
5: friend has declared. Alright, then I will enter my rage, but I know I already used my action, so I will send it screaming.
3: Okay, <laughs> so you're now in rage mode?
1: Yep. Um, Nash, it is your turn. Um. Alright. I want to find out if, if this oil substance he's made of is flammable. So, I would like to ignore the skeletons for a minute, moment, and I want to fire a firebolt at the mass that is Quizquaz, because okay, you I, I want to have shoot this. It at yeah, I have this instinct that because he's made of this goop, that perhaps it's flammable, and this will do, this will do more than just a normal burn. That's my okay. thinking. Okay.
3: Um, interesting. So, uh, let me see. So, Firebolt. i just remind me of.
1: I'm just looking up the rules. For yep, it now, hold so on, I, I am too. Um, it is fire damage, though, however. It correct? is fire damage, correct? And hold on a second. It is. Why isn't this showing up? Oh, here we go. Plus five to hit. So I roll. Actually, I don't know how this. Do I just run? Fire,
3: a, um, you so you hurl a mote of fire at a creature, object within range. Range spell attack. So you roll and add your. Proficiency and your modifier to it. Okay. Which would be in your case plus three and then plus two, so plus five. So plus roll a five. dice and add
1: five to it. Oh, yeah, there's the five. Duh. Okay, hold on. No. Uh, that's. N- hold on. That's 11. It's 11.
4: Okay.
3: Um, so, uh, unfortunately, it does not hit. Oh. Uh, so you, so you, you, you put your. You make the fire up. In, in the ball of your hand, and then you shoot it out, but it, it the room lights up, and it whizzes past his face, and he's like, oh! And he looks fearful of the flame as it fires by. Um, so he's sort of uh, on his back toe, uh, not expecting that kind of power to just instantly come out of nowhere. Um, so you, you can move still, uh, which you know, the the demon, the skelet, the eight skeletons are coming from the back area behind uh quizquas there are four to the right which you are closest to nash and then there are four guards littered about so there's anywhere you want to move like to bunch up with your friends or anything like that you could do that
1: i do want to close i want to close ranks with uh okay uh, with them how close is everybody so so you're
3: all standing relatively close together but not side by side in the middle uh of the throne so you could you know put your back to hope or varel for example
1: uh, I'd like to do that with Varel. Okay,
3: <laughs> I want I want it to
1: look like uh, <laughs> like uh, Mick Jagger and uh, David Bowie dancing and dancing in the streets. That's what I want.
3: <laughs> cool, perfect. It's done. All right, so you move there and get ready for for war. Now, the first uh, the skeletons that are nearest to you all um, run towards uh, the area that you guys are standing in. They don't, however, make it close enough yet to attack, but they're all within five feet of you. So you now have uh, between uh, all around Vorel and Nash, skeletons closing in the next turn that they will act. They will be there and ready to all attack you simultaneously. Okay. Uh, So now I hope it's your turn.
0: Steven, you wanted to make a deal. Stop this and let's talk.
3: Um so are, are you attempting to persuade him again or
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he seems very interested in my dreams. So I'm trying to use that as a card.
3: Okay. Uh Okay, persuasion check uh, if you'd like to attempt to Ten. Let's make a deal. Yeah. Um so the the demon again appears to be no longer interested in okay. discussing anything and uh does not respond uh, to 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 your statement. Um
0: all right, um yeah. I have a move, so I'll head over to where Stanley is, and I'll take a stance over his body
3: okay, perfect, um so you're now standing, oh, so you run up you run up the stairs to where the throne is in front of Amelda, so you're standing in front of Imelda now, okay um Stanley. now the eight skeletons, you can see them running from behind the curtains towards you, and quizquaz is right next to you at this point okay, yep okay uh, so the, the next the, the skeletons from uh, the back all approach uh, you they can't all reach you so now you're being swarmed by the skeletons from the back they run, ac- run up to you and now you have just like these dwarven skeletons um, uh, they attempt to make grappling checks on you uh, so I'll need you to roll strength or dexterity to avoid the grapples okay so the first one
0: would you like me to roll each time, or just give yeah? If number? you could
3: roll, if you could roll, uh, roll one right now.
0: Okay, eighteen.
3: Okay. Um, now again, please.
0: Um, twenty, not natural.
3: Okay, A third time, please.
0: Uh, natural twenty.
3: <laughs> okay. Jeez, well done. Okay, and oh, you don't have to roll for that last one. So four ske- four of the eight skeletons rush around you. You're surrounded completely by skeletons now. Quiz Quaz is on the throne, looking over the throne at you, going, looking like, menacing, and the skeletons are trying to, like, grab you, presumably to, like, grab, to hold you down and then, like, stab you with something or hit you with hammers. Uh, but they're, they're really weak. So they, they're trying to grab you, and you just have these, like, skelet, like, you lift your arm, the skeletons are hanging off you, and you're just, like, protecting Stanley underneath you. And, but you fend them all off from grappling you for now um okay so that's that group now there is a group that runs in from the right side towards uh nash and Varel, and so they get closer to you but they haven't reached you yet and oh. you see so you have so you have basically eight uh nash okay. and stanley okay. four from the side and four imminently about to do what they've just done to hope it looks like
1: or nash and vorel um, you mean right
3: yeah all right uh stanley i need you to roll uh say death saving throw please
2: the three that's the first fail
3: (laughs) that's your first death fail
2: oh
3: okay and we're back to uh has now positioned himself behind it and is watching the terror there he's just examining what's going on and actually doesn't do anything this round um varel it is your turn
5: oh right so he's he's behind the chair looking over it yes uh the chair is up against a wall
3: uh, no, there's a space behind him yeah, with a
5: yeah. curtained area. But, but there's a wall, there's some sort of curtain area. Yeah. A, yeah. a surface behind the chair. Sure, yes. I, I would like to, in my rage, jump up over everybody past Hope and Stanley and land at the chair and push it into the wall. So he is smashed between the chair and the wall behind it. <laughs> okay <Wow. laughs> um, so you're not going to have enough movement
4: to
3: complete all of this in one turn
5: but if I did such a great massive awesome jump would I be able to clear my way up there and then so using- you
3: can jump the amount equal to your um, I think strength modifier that's the number of feet with a running jump if I'm not mistaken that's for jumping so, so you know getting up the stairs would be about 30 feet of movement you can maybe jump 10 feet you know like it's you would have to run up the stairs to the chair you, you don't have we're level one level one level one uh you don't have any unless you have
5: any super jump abilities uh, not possible mm. at this time now well, there's no gas in the rocket pack yet but i then i will use i will still do a running jump to get into the thick of it by stanley yep. and hope as my okay. first sort of move action
3: Perfect. Uh, so you make it. You make you make it up the stairs. You're now standing, not quite next to Hope because she's surrounded by skeletons at this point. But you have many skeletons within melee range, and you could uh, you could access the chair.
5: Oh, oh! So I just booked it there, and I I yeah. can now strength but, check the chair into the back wall.
3: Um, yes, yeah, so you won't be able to move. Like you could. How does that work? Because you can't grapple the chair. It's not a thing. You can grab the chair and push it. Uh, so that would cost half your terrain. Yeah I, I don't think so. Um, as you get closer, though, you see that the chair is in fact, like cement and because ma- it's dwarven, it's like made into the ground, so you'd have to rip
5: it from the ground to move it.: Fair enough. okay, cool. Then I will have jumped into the pit, leaving Nash uh, in the background because I don't want to stand by him when he's in combat mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and landing in the middle of all the skeletons, <laughs> and I just grab two and go for a smash of the skulls together.) <laughs>
3: You grab two. All right, perfect. Roll, uh, smash the skulls. All right, roll an attack roll.
5: Excellent. I got a 22. Okay,
3: and so smashing the skulls counts as unarmed strikes, I believe. All right. So you have to roll unarmed strike damage.
5: That is seven and seven.
3: Perfect. Okay, so you take two of the skeletons and just... Grab their heads and smash them together in their into dust, and the skeletons just you know fall to the ground lifeless in front of you and, and I will use
5: my spell. bonus action for my hungry jaws as a free bonus mm-hmm. action. I can make that bite attack, which I do with a 23 okay, and bite cool. one for five points of damage. Okay, where do you bite it? Uh, I'll bite it on the neck, and ideally one of the ones that's been grasping at hope.
3: Okay, so three of the skeletons that have been grasping at hope are now neutralized. You take a bite of the neck of one of them, and the head just, poof fires off into the ceiling. Hits the ceiling, sprays a bunch of bone dust all around, and
5: um, it tastes
3: awful. though. <laughs> these, <are, laughs> these, these are like centuries-old bones. There's but, you no, know, it,
5: I'm, I'm in the zone, and then I, I position my body straight toward the chair, and I'm still going to push that damn thing. Yeah.
3: You do suffer 0.2 bad taste damage. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a joke. You don't have to do that. Um, taste okay. bad, you guys. Yeah, taste bad. tastes real bad. Don't eat that. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, Nash, uh, it is your turn. You have four skeletons immediately about within your vicinity. There are four more on the right side about to uh, hit you. They're all within about 15 feet of you.
1: Okay. You were talking about me again, right?
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, no, other Nash. No, no, no. Nash, I, 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 Nash Bridges, who name. has shown the, up to save the day.
1: I'll, it cut out half, and I'll hear what shh, and I assumed it was Nash, but anyway. Um, okay. Oh, geez. There, Now's there's four, the
2: time, man. Now's the, the time. There's four to <laughs> my
1: left, and there's how many to my right? Uh, there's four immediately
3: around you with Five feet of you, about to close in, and I'll jump on you. Okay. And there's another party of five about fifteen feet out.
1: Alright. I would like to do
3: four, sorry. 15. Um I don't want to hurt
1: anybody. Let me just make sure this is okay. There's no
3: there's no friendly party members within fifteen feet of you. Alright.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then if they're all with and you say they're within fifteen of me?
3: There are eight skeletons within fifteen feet of you.
1: Okay. How is any? Is everyone? How many feet away is everyone again? Sorry, tell me that one more time.
3: There are eight skeletons within fifteen feet of you.
1: Okay.
5: <laughs> I love how I feel like posha posha everyone Scott Scott here knows. This time.
3: Everyone here knows what you should do right now, except maybe you.
5: You gotta get <laughs> back on the horse, Scott. Man, what? you just gotta do it we crashed the bike but you gotta get back on alright here's, here's what
1: I'm gonna do cause we're gonna play this up a little bit I'm gonna RP it um you see all this going on and I and and, and I go uh <laughs> not again I don't wanna hurt anyone <laughs> 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 that's not why I'm here and then one of you has to yell and say I, I, what do you Please want me to do you. What what you should I do, do what do you want me to do Hope
0: do it. You know what you need. What needs to be done.
1: All right, I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm terrified of this. Uh, I'm gonna thunder wave it. Okay. Very good. Um. And sorry. Go ahead. What were you gonna say?
3: No, you go. Do you want to describe your your move? Or no, you no. Just,
1: I'm it? just. I I I see hope. I'm really trying to play up this thing where hope, because hope and I have been through some stuff. We have seen some shit together. So I look at her, and she is giving me all kinds of... Like, it's not a spell. She didn't have to roll for it. She didn't have to roll for it, but I'm feeling way more confident and suddenly realize these are the best friends I have. I've never had anybody have my back like this group does, so I'm filled with inspiration. I'm filled with uh, a sense that I need to do the right thing right now when I roll or I cast Thunder Wave.
3: Cast Thunder Wave, which doesn't require you to make any attack roll.
1: So, oh, I didn't know that. This, it's described
3: as a wave of thunderous force sweeping out from you. So you just stand there. You put your, you knock your staff into the ground. <laughs> and then as this wave of thunderous sound emanates from you, your cape blows up, and you can just see you and your bandages and thong. And whoosh. <laughs> 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 There's this giant wave of energy and air and thunder that fires out and it hits all of the skeletons, who I have to roll now, like twenty d8s or eight d8s for saves. So
2: hang and on. Stanley dies.
1: And by the way, my eyes uh, are <laughs> I don't know. my red the eye saving- is That's super trendy. red. Like the whole room is bathed in the red glow of my eye right now. I want everyone to know that. Like it casting red, sh- dark red shadows everywhere. It is super ominous when my eye goes crazy. I
3: just it's a, so you set the constitution to thirteen. I did. Okay, so of the eight... So the skeletons are blown back by the force, and five of the eight skeletons just shoot out. uh, And not only when they're hit, they burst into a million pieces. So for a brief moment, time slows down, and you see Sarah McLaughlin is playing in your ear, and there's (laughs) all these bones flying all over the place. It's like the Deadpool scene, you know, where they're flipping over, except you see nothing but an assortment of skeleton bones circling around you. Um, and you destroy... It's uh, You roll your damage dice okay. uh, for them, which I believe is 2d8. 2d8.
1: Hold on a second. Scott doesn't want to screw this up.
3: i got to remember to let you guys roll your damage dice first before describing that they've all been... <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's a bad habit of mine. All right, here we go. Kill them all. all
0: right, I'll take it. Six. No takesies Baxies.
3: 6 and 5. Okay. Right, so you have to do that 5 times.
1: Okay. 6 again. 5 again. Okay. <laughs> 5 again. 3. Mhm. So 8. 5. Mhm. 4. Yep. One more right. Yep, one more more set of 2d8, please. Six. Seven.
3: Perfect. Okay, so so indeed the skeletons that are surrounding you guys, surrounding you, Nash, blow into hundreds of pieces, except for three, so you still have three around you, but you've neutralized five on your turn. Now, the three, one of them is one that's 15 feet away from you, Actually, the three of them are. The, the, so we'll say the the closest ones are dead. So to your right, there are three more skeletons still up and running to you for their next turn.
4: Okay. Okay.
3: And it is, uh, yeah. So these ones. And I can't okay. do a movement
1: here, can I, or can I?
3: Um, you can. You can.
1: Yes. You can move up towards your teammates.
3: You could run away from. You could let the skeletons t- chase you. You could kite them.
1: Um, I want, <laughs> I still think there's strength in numbers and I've blown the thing that would hurt anybody. So I'm going to run toward my teammates.
3: Okay. You actually, how many spell slots do you have? You have two though, right? I have two. So you could cast it again.
1: Well, I theory. could, but um, yeah, I got to yeah, be careful with that, that. thing.
3: You know. <laughs> He's like, Bo, shut up. I'm going to kill them next time.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> It's my top secret move.
3: Okay. Um, so hope it's your turn.
0: Um, how many skeletons are left around how many did boreella? uh
3: so down? five six, seven, eight have been killed. There are four remaining
0: um, and Around so, us up top
3: so up top wait a second, you killed three. that's not right oh i've I've put sixteen here, but I said to you guys there were twelve uh, <laughs> so, so far, you missed it
0: like windows you, ropes. Right. You, miscal-
3: you miscalculated what you saw. There are, in fact, a total of four groups of four. So the number of skeletons, so eight minus eight is eight are remaining. Near you are five. So there's the set that attacked you and tried to grapple you, which three are killed. And there's four more coming from behind the throne area.
0: Okay, but Varel is right there. So I'm going to yeah, kneel down. to your left. H- To the left.
3: He's on your left. Yeah.
0: He's on my left. Oh, okay. Cool, cool.
3: Facing the throne.
0: Cool. Um, assuming then that the Dragon Man is going to keep the barrier protected, I'm going to kneel down to Stanley. And, and Stanley, come on. Come on. Stay with us, buddy. And roll a medicine check. Uh, okay. Four. I four. know how to fix machines. I don't know how to fix <laughs> human half elves. Sorry.
3: So it doesn't work. One of the things we do have to figure out is we don't have a human kit, By the way, in their inventory. A what again? Because to do no. medicine check, you do need to have some sort of healing kit or first aid kit, which we haven't, we didn't do, no. which we're gonna forgive for now. But if once we, if we ever get back to town, you might all die. Who knows? If we ever get back <laughs> to town, we should but try but you and give. find one at a trading post. Broken like a true uh, So, yeah. <laughs> so the um, the the your attempt to uh, resuscitate, uh, Stanley, is, does not work. At least this turn.
1: So Stanley yeah, still so face Stanley, down. Stanley,
3: please roll a death saving throw.
1: Still rolled
5: a 14,
2: the war- that's a success.
3: That's one on the success column.
2: Nice.
3: Um okay. So the skeleton, there's one skeleton remaining next to you. Hope it continues seeing that the people his teammates around him weren't able to grapple you, he's going to takes his warhammer and just makes a wild swing at you while you're down trying to help <sighs> that person. Um 11 plus. Okay, so will a six a fifteen hit you? No. No. What a no. High armor class. Uh, okay, not. so 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 he swings his hammer on a downward arc, and you sort of nimbly dodge out of the way. It doesn't hit Stanley. It hits an empty <laughs> space.
2: <laughs> he like,
3: <laughs> The hammer comes down right near his head and makes a dunk on the. On but the a ground.
2: little unco- unconscious fart comes <laughs> out.
3: So the the skeletons, uh, which are behind Quiz Quaz and the throne. And are running now from behind uh, see the heightened threat that is the barbarian who just charged up the stairs and is biting everything and decides they they target him, this group of uh, so we're going to need to make sure I'm going to need you to make either strength or dexterity saves versus the four if you have four dice d20s, I just recommend shooting them all now Um, that's a Okay, so I'm ready when you have your results. Cool.
5: I am in my rage, so I have advantage on all these, so I got to roll double the dice.
3: Nice. So roll d 20. Double down.
5: Cool. So I got... This is strength, you said? Yeah. 21, 24, okay. 19,
3: mm-hmm. and 21. Okay. <laughs> so a bunch of skeletons... Uh, Attempt run at you and attempt to hold you down in order to stabby stabby you uh and it's laughable it feels like nothing is <laughs> nothing is touching you at one point one of them tries to look at it like he's looking all vicious and his teeth are going
4: <laughs>
3: you just have your arm up and you're like There's one crawling at your back. But even though they're crawling on top of you, they aren't inhibiting your movement or inconveniencing you in any kind of way. But you have four skeletons running around, uh, hanging off you now. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's see. So Quizquaz, seeing that the tides are beginning to turn, looks a little... You hear this sort of angry noise coming from him. Uh, And he is going to make uh, an attack on... Uh, he will attempt to, so he also lunges at you along with the skeletons in his gross oily form he jumps out from behind the, the the throne and attempts to jump on top of you you'll make an attack uh, 23 that's a hit Ooh. Okay. Uh, roll a constitution saving throw up.
5: I use the mod, correct? Or the it's a save, save, cool. Twenty. Safe, not natural. Yeah.
3: Okay, so you take uh wait. Uh, let's see here. A moment please. So you, you are going to take seven um seven piercing damage from the bite. He jumps he jumps over the throne, lunges at you, his mouth gets really large, like it looks like it's physically not possible, and the teeth sink into your scales and you feel each little tooth just bite into you, and then through that released, are you resistant to poison damage at all?
5: I am not, but I got that 20, and I also am resistant while raging to piercing damage, so I'd like to catch him on my arm and you know just have okay, him so that hang cuts
3: your there. that cuts your damage in half right so that yeah. you're going receive okay, so what did I say seven mm-hmm. Uh, so that is rounded up four. You'll take four points of damage. And in addition, because you made the save on the, on the poison, you're only taking five poison damage. Ten. If you're resistant, you can cut it down some more, but I w- I'm not sure if you are. Uh, so that's a total of eight, seven, seven points of damage. No, nine. <laughs> 8, two, four, 17, Eight nine, four, um, four. We did math, okay. everybody. Yep, math. so you take the poison damage. Everell, it is your turn. You have nice. four skeletons hanging off you, not impeding your movement, and a demon who just bit your chest.
5: Well, my arm, right? Because I was catching it? Oh, okay, arm. The
3: sure, you can say arm. Either way, it's the same damage. So
5: cool. I mean, either way, yeah. this is my preferred hunting style. He has jumped me and has lashed onto me, and now I have full contact with him. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Yeah, I would like to just bite his face off. Uh, okay.
3: oh, you want to bite his face off? Yeah, off. yeah. Face off. Face okay. off. Alright, roll off. an attack roll.
2: I could eat a quiz, quiz for hours.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it is a 16, but <laughs> if I'm perhaps grappling him or something?
3: Uh, does grappling confer advantage. Oh, you're not grappling. You didn't attempt to make a grapple, so no. Because I think during a grapple, you get advantage on some stuff. Um, but a 16 will be a hit, so you can roll your damage dice.
5: Fantastic. That well, is. They're just biting each other. Five points of damage.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so you take a bite at his face, and you got his whole face in your mouth. And you actually breathe in some of what he's been. It's smoke, and it just makes you feel a little ill. It's a bad feeling. So you take a bite, clamp down on his face, but you release it immediately because it's nauseous, what's coming out of his eyes and mouth. Uh, so you bite his face, but like go of it immediately. He starts get back going like, ah! And what you've learned through your bite is that although he's covered from an oily exterior, he is fleshy and substantive and not sort of just oil-made Form, but he's covered in disgusting. He looks like he sweats it or something like that. So he is, but he's definitely has meat. Okay, so he take he takes a bite back, and we are being told by beep 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 by my producers that uh, <laughs> it is time for a break.
1: Oh, perfect time right in the middle of a hungry <laughs> lizard moment. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, so
3: we'll see what happens. Will Stanley live? Yeah. Will Quizquaz end up making a deal or will he be defeated? Find out in ten minutes.
1: Yep, we'll be back in ten minutes, folks. All right. Everybody come Break on back. Time. Break time. We'll see you guys in a sec. Okay, we have started back. And uh hello everybody, welcome back. It's part for or it's time for part two of today's adventure. Uh Bo Schwartz, take it away.
3: So Vorel just uh, bit the face quizquas and it was a good bite but didn't like what he was breathing back into his mouth it was nauseous and let
1: go um nash it is now your turn oh gosh okay wow really already i felt like i just had a turn um uh, how far yeah. how far am i from oily boy uh so he's uh he's you're right now you ran up
3: the stairs on your last turn yeah and so on your right is uh stanley dying on the ground and Hope is trying to bring him back to, to stabilize him. Uh, also, to uh, your left, as you run up the stairs, is Quizquaz, uh, four skeletons, and Varel, bite, biting and climbing on each other. It's a real gaggle of bodies over on the left. And you're, you know, within... Uh, you could move within five feet of them. Uh, you're very close to them. They're up on the upper platform with All you. All right. I'm going also Sorry. Um, so, last count, there were... Uh, we didn't kill any skeletons on the last turn, so there's still eight skeletons. There's four on Varel. There's a bunch, four of them that were behind you that are running up toward. three of them that were behind you that are running up towards your area. And there's still one uh, next to Hope that just tried to hit her with the hammer.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Just kidding, I'm not doing that. It'd be pretty funny, yeah. but I'm not going to do it i had um, me
2: be a believer. I was a believer on that
1: one. <laughs> uh, as as
3: you make your decision, yeah, you do. You do notice uh, Quizquaz looks at you, and you just hear the uh, the words "now Nash, now,"
1: and he winks. Now, I have Henry. a cra- I have a crazy idea, but I'm worried about once I say it. Once I RP it, I feel like I'm down a road I'm not going to be able to come back from because you could do anything you want with me after I say this. Okay.
3: Well, we're learning to play Dungeons & Dragons, so let's, let's be not too harsh. I've already okay. taught a stern lesson to Stanley.
1: So, so, <laughs> so, so, so here's my inner dialogue.
2: Yeah, don't do the right thing.
1: <laughs> my inner dialogue is this. If what he's looking for is a new host for his dream-sucking... I could put my place here, get everyone else to safety, and the joke would be on Quizquaz because he's going to try to jam that thing into the side of my head, which he doesn't know this, but that side of my head is filled with horrific tumors and uh, awful thick hide scar tissue, and is going to be a bad scene for him. How do you know that? I don't know that for sure. And so, in my head, since we're in desperate peril here, and there's stuff going on everywhere, I just... It, it enters my mind. Now, I haven't said this out loud yet. Okay? So this is just internal dialogue, me thinking of a way yeah, I yeah, can we're, just we're, save we're the team. We're
3: metagaming. We're just talking right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: uh... So I'm very but tempted to say... I, I'm very tempted to yell, Take me! take me take my mind and let everyone else go that's what yeah, I say so,
3: so without you know you'd have to use your turn to maybe do a, a knowledge check of some kind to see if you knew that information
1: let's do that um, let's do that the
3: only other way that you could do find things out is to, to try them and see if they work
1: alright let's give let's give uh, let's give let's do a knowledge check then I have another idea
3: Alright, so uh, sorry, it wouldn't be knowledge. What would be. Is it perception? Uh, Is it
1: nature? Or uh, not nature? Um, knowledge survival? of
3: the abyss. Of creatures of the abyss. Would be. I'm just looking at all the different things we have here. And I think that's going to be best served by an arcana
1: check. Okay. That makes sense. I don't.
3: It's. These are they're magical beings, but. You might also arguably make a history check uh, for maybe knowledge of this that you've learned in the past.
1: I like my arcana b- bonus better. Am I okay using that? Okay. Okay. Let's do that. All right, here we go. 12. 17.
3: Okay, so you search your mind for what you know about Demon Kind, and you find that you know very little. There's nothing <laughs> in your past experience that tells you that you would know for sure whether or not you know uh, offering your trying to basically what you're trying you're proposing is a ruse right so yeah. i offer myself to be as part of the deal save my friends so that and you get to drink my dreams i volunteer myself as tribute but ha, <laughs> jokes on you my dreams are so bad that you die. Uh, Or, or... You are are as confident as the actual Scott Johnson is about whether or not this will work.
1: Well, what I'm doing... So, back to meta talk here. What I'm trying to think of here is that I would offer myself as a sacrifice. He and I have this private meeting we had without anybody else present. Mm -hmm. So, I know what he wants. He's now said this to me. Like, you know, make your choice or whatever. If I sacrifice myself, even if all that stuff isn't true about my toxicity or the tumors that side of my head or any of that stuff. It still gives me a chance to sort of, again, create a further ruse, which is me getting into a chair, me being ready for the thing. And then me last minute grabbing his arm and doing something bad. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can turn the tables on him is my, is my thinking. So can I do any of that? Or you
3: can, so it turn is six seconds. The thing that you have to be aware of the reality of the situation is that your teammate, uh, enacted a, an openly hostile <laughs> conducted a ho- openly, openly hostile action towards the creature and so in the moment he's extremely hostile towards you so okay. you can okay. attempt to yell I offer myself as tribute save my friends
1: in- and ins- we can see what happens. Instead of doing that yet I, I really want to see if fire can connect so I'm going to cast <laughs> firebolt and see if I can't okay. set him on fire single target thing
5: Okay. Just to put everyone
1: else at at rest. About I'm not going to set you uh, all on it's fire. It's a single
3: target, so it won't it won't, doesn't hit anyone else. Yeah, there's no there's no danger.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so go
3: ahead and make your ranged attack roll. All
1: right, hold on. It's a one d10.
3: And keep in mind, I've given you a little leeway here. Under normal circumstances, an Arcana check would be your action for the turn.
1: Oh, well, I don't want to screw it up. I can come back. That's you- fine. I'm giving you inspiration. Okay. I am still feeling hope's inspiration for <laughs> Stanley
2: earlier. from the floor goes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just a little thumbs up from the ground. Is that what I'm getting from yeah. you? Okay. Um That's right. Oof, oh, eesh. Uh so that's putting a, a lot of hard work
3: in today's episode with the solo encounter, so
1: that's a good that's a nine. Oh god.
3: <laughs> you're attack roll. You're the cursed one at the table. And it's aren't funny. I kind of oh, in? There's always one. <laughs> that, well, Varel's
1: were pretty bad too. But aren't I in like really close proximity at this point? I'm almost point blank, uh, right? You
3: are actually. If you were in, if you were next to him, you'd actually I think cast it with disadvantage because ranged attacks next to someone are harder to hit than right, farther. Right. Uh, so, um, but uh, so you're far enough that you don't won't get the disadvantage. I'm just pointing.
1: I'm pointing out the irony is all that I did. You so add did you add
3: your plus five to the nine or did I did. It was a four plus okay. five. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So you, again, you attempt to fire. You're o, now oh and three with your fire bolts. You attempt to fire it out, and you just like Phew! you just you just you're frustrated. You can't hit it broadside of a barn. You're like Phew! and the the flame goes firing out. Uh, past the demon and, and again Quizquaz goes
4: goes
3: recoils in horror at the fire um, but it misses him All right. uh, yep so that would be your turn unless you want to move somewhere different.
1: no I'm, I'll stay where I'm at
3: okay um, hope
0: alright seeing that how much time would it take to light a torch how much action
3: Uh, so you can interact with one object as a um, what is it free action or bonus let me just get the use an object
0: okay use object gotcha Uh,
3: No, use an object require uh, so you can interact with one object for free basically like unsheathing a weapon as soon as you interact with more than one object it costs your action so if you have to get your torch and get something to light it with that's two objects that's cost your action
0: Gotcha. And then the question is, so lighting it would then be a full action, correct?
3: That's that's correct.
0: Okay, cool. So I couldn't do that. Um...
5: Did the fireball perhaps hit the torch? And <laughs> she took it out. <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: well, here, that's something you guys can discuss. So um, you can do things like, you know, rather than just feel like you're in your own bubble when you're doing your action, you can call out to somebody Hold up a torch. You know, Varel could say, hold up a torch. Or you could say, light my torch for me and have someone else do it on their turn. As, You know, you can combo your stuff chrono trigger style. Um, But yeah, right now it's too late. Unless you think of something new that you can do.
0: Um, I would, So since that would take too long, I'm going to see that skeleton with the hammer and see how close it got to Stanley. And I'm going to jump on the skeleton and, and grapple it, basically, just to hold it down. Maybe make it lose its arms and drop okay. the hammer.
3: Uh, keep in mind, too, as the fighter of the group, uh, actually, something I actually should tell you as a reminder, do you get action surge at level two or is that right away?
0: Oh, me, let me see.
3: Uh, just so you know, you can do two actions a turn between long rests one time. I'm just not sure if it's two or one because I'd like to. Re- I'm going to check here under your. I've got map. second win. No, it's second win. A Action surge is next level. Okay, never mind. Sorry okay. about that. Yeah, I, I don't want to recommend
0: something. Else. No, I mean Let's... if we want to add that right now.
3: Oh. Nope, you have to level up first.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so
3: so a- you get you so go for a grapple on the skeleton that tried to attack. Uh, and that's
0: strength, uh, correct?
3: Uh, yeah, you have to do strength, and I can choose dex or strength. Cool, nineteen. Center. Oh, I'm sorry, I rolled twenty one. You attempt no! to you attempt to grapple the skeleton and trip over Stanley's body. No, and, and you don't fall down, but it's just it messes up your timing, and the sta- and the, and the skeleton uh, steps aside, seeing you, you're
4: lunging for it.
3: Sorry, Now Do you want to move anywhere before your turn is over?
0: Um. I'll come around behind the throne chair. Okay. Throne chair. Behind the oh, the throne throne. Cha- it's more casual than a the throne, the throne uh, chair. And I'll pull out with my free action my torch.
3: Okay. Um so you're going moving behind Quizquaz or just moving behind the chair? He's a little he's he's jumped out from the chair now.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's so right. I'll be behind the chair. Quizquaz okay, will be so- in front of me. You and can there's... do
3: that. Doing so will provoke a, an opportunity attack from the skeleton next to you.
0: You know what? Go for it.
3: Go for it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Um,
0: Confidence.
3: It's like Overwatch. I've got some
0: health points to lose. <laughs> okay,
3: so you go, you you trip over Stanley's corpse and attempt to grapple it. The skeleton recoils back and then you get the light goes on. You pull out the cho- torch and run towards behind Quizquaz, right? Mm-hmm. right? Okay. And then um, as you go to leave that area... Uh, the skeleton takes his hammer again, swings at you, and misses. You nimbly dodge uh, out of the way and move to behind his
1: closet.
0: Can my tail okay. slap him in the face a little as I run? Uh, or would I have to roll for that? That's a- <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a little minor, little... doesn't do any damage, it's yeah. just a little okay. flourish. Yeah. So
3: the skeleton's attacking Varel now. Attempt to continue to grapple onto Varel. Uh, so roll, I guess, 8d20 again.
1: All right, I'm at it. I can't no, get my 43. I can't get my head out of this vision of her smacking him just like as a little thing to do, just walking <laughs> by and then keep going. <laughs> That's so good. Oh man, I can see it. I need to draw that. Is what I need to do. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I uh, have eighteen,
3: sixteen, sixteen, one
5: cool so it looks like you got one hit on my 15 i had a 19 15 a natural 20 and a 20 normal
3: okay so uh wait a sec 15 say them again <laughs> so it
5: was a 19 a 15 yeah. a natural 20 and a normal 20
3: okay so 20 20 19 no no you're good uh all your scores like sequentially are higher uh, than mine. Sweet. So the skeletons continue to attempt to grapple you. They're just climbing on top of you trying to pin down the lizard man unable to do so. Um, the skeletons from the rear uh, run up towards uh, so there's three behind. There's four. There's one next and that's the three remaining run up behind uh, Nash and they're running upstairs towards you but they're just outside of reach to hit you. But you now have three skeletons behind you, Nash. Um, So that's where they are. Uh, Quizquaz is recoiling in horror from the fire being thrown at it. But uh, undeterred, he turns around and notices Hope trying to approach him with a torch. (laughs) (laughs) You've now now spurned his attention. And he's like,
4: you're not going to light me up! Unfortunately! And
3: he attacks you. He attempts to bite you. Okay. Um. What's the increase? Okay. So seventeen. Is that a hit on you? Yeah. Okay. So he Now he swings around, lunges at you, and attempts to bite you, like right here in a weak, sensitive spot. Uh, let's see, that is four points of piercing damage and roll a constitution save, please.
2: Uh, point of order that might be good or bad, I think I'm supposed to roll a death save by now. I'll get to you. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, 17.
3: 17. Okay, uh, so you don't, you take half the poison damage, so, uh, plus... You take four points of piercing and... Four Five points of poison. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have any resistances? I don't think so, right?
0: Fire resistance, but that's it.
3: Okay. Um, so you take nine points of damage. He bites onto you. It's a savage blow. Ah, there's all this oil and sweat in your face as he takes a bite on you. Stanley, you should roll a death saving throw. That is correct.
2: Natural 20
3: okay so that's another uh you've succeeded now on all of your saving throws according to the
2: book no that's not all of them that would only be my second save but according to the book i don't know if you want to (laughs) listen uh a 20 i regain one hit point
3: oh okay i didn't know that all right so you regain a hit point you are no longer unconscious your eyes open but I'm and just
2: you know, laying there. You're just <laughs> laying on the
3: ground with one hit point. Okay. I'm like a possum. It's like you knew you were gonna get twenty and wanted to make sure you get your roll. Hmm. No, I had to look hmm. it
2: up because I didn't know what counted as successes cool. and failures.
3: No worries, no worries. Congratulations.
5: Uh so Vorel, it is now your turn. Uh how how do you kind of picture rage as a DM? Do I need to wisdom to understand things? Like there's been fire and he screamed at it, and now Hope's holding a torch. Would I put two and two together or am I bloodlusting?
3: I mean, I would go, I mean, yeah, you still have a capacity for thinking just not for, for very long. So I mean, tactically speaking, probably, but it depends on your role play too. It, as far as the rules are concerned, you can't concentrate on anything. Uh, if you're t- and you haven't attacked a hostile creature since your last turn, you can also end your rage. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't say, you know, you're, you don't, You lose your mind in terms of thinking about anything, but it is six seconds. I mean, your capacity for reasoning is unchanged, I guess is what I would say.
5: Okay, cool. So, then what I'm going to do is, uh, over this time I've I've put two and two together. It's attacking Hope. I'm going to go for a grapple and to hold him like a big snake across my body as he sort of wriggles under my armpits to expose a chest that hopefully someone can fire on easier.
3: Right. Okay, so that would give him disadvantage on any potential saves or anything like that okay cool um yep so uh, go ahead and roll for grapple
5: i will grapple um, it is a 17 okay uh,
3: yep so you attempt to to grapple him but uh you do manage to get your arms around him and he, his skin is really oily and he slides out like a, you know, just someone covered in grease. <laughs> and so you, you you, violently attempted to grab him, and he just shot out from between your arms and is now crouched on the ground, uh, having fallen from your, your grasp.
5: Hmm, fallen. Okay.
3: Uh, like, not fallen, but just, you know, oh. shot out and down. Like, he's nimbly escaped without any negative repercussion from your grapple.
1: Yeah. Got it. It's a slimy bar of soap in the prison. Yep. You, you nailed it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want? Do you need to move or have any bonus actions?
1: Uh,
5: no. I, I will remain over him.
3: Okay. Uh, hope or sorry, Nash. Nash, sorry.
1: Nash could not be more pissed about his partners, his 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 fellow adventurers seeing just how shitty a shot he is. <laughs> so he wants to attempt one more time a firebolt to try and stop this creature, a set it aflame.
3: Okay, make a ranged
1: attack, please. Okay.
3: Plus
1: 5. 15, so
4: 20.
3: Okay, Yes! Okay, so this time, the fourth uh, firebolt. If you're attempting to you stretch the strands of arcane energies between your fingers and then fire out. Your firebolt. You're very close, and this time it hits him. Roll your damage dice.
1: All right. It's a D6's, right?
4: Uh,
3: D10. It's
1: 1D10 for
3: damage. Are they 10s? Yeah. 2D10s? Yes. Okay. No, 1D10. Sorry. 12. 12. Okay. Uh, So the fire connects, and whoosh. He's completely lit of flame, and there's no part of his body that you see that um, is not covered now in fire. And you hear the ah! <laughs> And he's screaming in pain, and he just drops to the ground immediately. And what did you say you rolled again, sir? Uh,
1: I rolled a fif- or sorry, tw- what I say? 15? No, 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 it was a
3: 1d10, couldn't be fifty. Oh,
1: no, 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 What? Uh, I may have rolled the wrong <laughs> dice. Hold on. Oh, that never happens. Shit. Yeah, that was me. Hold on, hold on.
2: I thought I had the right one. No, he's talking about for your damage, Scott. No, I your know. damage.
1: I know. Alright, I gotta re-roll that. I rolled the wrong die. Okay. Okay, hold on. Eight. Eight. Okay, so because he's vulnerable to the
3: uh, to fire, he takes sixteen points of damage. All right, so. and um, he he's lit a flame, and he's he's just on the ground writhing in pain, incapacitated. Ah! ah! You can see this uh, this flame now? Uh, there is oil uh, connecting him to Vorel, and so that oil also begins to light a flame, and Vorel is now on fire as well. Know,
2: so what? Varel, <laughs> Every time, every time. (laughs) Why is Um, always
1: the lizard? I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. uh, He wasn't
3: nailed with the full brunt of the magical effect, so he's only going to take a small amount of damage at this time. Do you have resistance to fire?
1: No. (laughs) Of course, it didn't catch her. Three three points of fire damage
3: on you, and you're not covered in it completely. It's just you have oil on you, and it's flaming. Uh, so yeah, so now you're on fire as well. All right, uh, did you want to move or do anything else, Nash?
1: I, you know what I, this is what I think. I think our DM has been playing a lot of of Divinity, uh, that Divinity game. <laughs> yeah, I think this
2: is wrong. Because you
1: true. La- you catch all kinds of shit on fire in that game. Um, I think I'm going to, uh, for RP reasons, I'm going to say Varel. I'm sorry, that wasn't on purpose, and then I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Because no. <laughs> the lizard's been told a story by freaking Fancy Boy over there. He's you don't already know that, though. Oh, I was here for it, but yeah, you're right. I forgot what I was here or not here for. You're right.
3: Okay, so next up, uh, Stanley.
2: And the jury will disregard the previous statement. Alright, uh, the guy is still up. He's on fire, but he's still up, right?
3: Uh, he's on the ground, writhing in pain at this point. Oh, he's all prone.
2: Right. Uh, he's not
3: dead. He's screaming.
2: Do I have to stand to cast the spell on myself? Uh,
3: like, if can you I are, you're, you're, you're lying down
2: on the ground, pretending to be. You're dead? lying down
3: prone. The, sta- the prone status. Uh, your movement is a crawl, so it's like difficult terrain. Um, the creature has disadvantage on attack rolls, and attack rolls against the creature has advantage against you. Uh, it takes half your movement to stand up. Um, if your spell doesn't require an attack roll, then you're probably fine to do it. Unless you need some somatic uh, gesturing reasons. Or oh, you know
2: what? It is vocal, and I could tell the skeletons that I'm alive. I just don't want to get hit by skeletons. You know how it is.
1: <laughs> okay. well, uh, no. Do what you got to do.
2: So I'm gonna it might stand be
3: better up. to have more hit points than less hit
2: points. Yeah, I'm going to stand up. Uh, And I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself. Okay. Uh, So let's see what that is. Uh, That is nine hit points. Which will bring me back to full. Thanks, me. Okay. Uh, And then... Okay, so... I'm sorry I wasn't paying the best attention in the world because I assumed I was going to be down through this entire thing. Where are skeletons in relation to me so right now? You're
3: standing in front of the throne. is sitting in the throne staring into the, uh, staring straight ahead, unmoved. Um, there is a skeleton to your right that was previously attacking you and Hope. There are four skeletons dangling off of uh, Varel. Quizquaz is on the ground in front of him. Hope is behind Quizquaz. There are three skeletons running up the set of
2: stairs behind you. If I move, am I going to get an opportunity attack on me, or any close enough for that? No,
3: the skeleton already had an opportunity attack this round, so it's expended.
2: Okay, I am going to move... reaction is expended. uh, Let's see. I want to keep uh, Quizquaz within 60 feet, but move as far away from skeletons as possible.
1: Little, stra- okay. little strafing so, move there. That's cool.
3: Yeah. I mean, the best place might be to run past Varel behind him, behind the throne area.
1: Yeah, uh, that's Varel. Yeah,
3: go. you can move up to 30 feet behind him. Okay. So yeah. you run behind Hope and Stanley and Quizquaz and that whole mess, sort of at a range distance, putting maximum distance between the other four skeletons. And, uh, okay. Uh, but you can only move 15 feet. You use 15 to stay. Oh, right. Him. Yeah. So, so you're not that far behind them. But you've moved far away from the skeleton. Okay. Um, Hope?
0: All right. Um, Chris Cross is on the floor screaming. Is he moving around so much it would be a disadvantage to aim at his head?
3: Uh, You would have advantage because he's prone.
0: Okay, cool. I'll take the advantage and I'll aim at him with my shotgun. Yeah. After using... My bonus action for a second win to get some health back.
3: Okay, cool. Bonus act, roll your, your healing.
0: All right, so that's so six health back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now... So advantage is a plus two? It's
3: two, two dice. Two dice. Two
0: dice. And two I D20s, take the
3: high... D20s, take the high results. Yeah.
0: Cool, highest one is a natural 20.
3: Okay, uh, so you pick up your shotgun, you aim it at... Uh, his face at his face and well describe roll your damage dice it's 2d6 actually we roll 4d6 right the critical hit is double the damage dice
0: uh it looks like 2d8 plus three so
3: roll 4d8 plus three all right so we're looking at 17 so 20 damage okay oh my um, god geez. Describe, describe, uh, describe the
0: carnage that ensued. All right. Well, I stood up and I was clutching my neck where he bit and it was bleeding out. But luckily my body heals fast because I've got demon blood in me. And I point the gun down and I said, we just wanted to talk. And I pull the trigger.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so, uh, you've pulled the trigger, um, it connects square in, in, in his face. You just see if you slow down in slow motion, the bullet penetrates his head and it explodes fire and oil explodes everywhere. You are covered in it. There's a giant explosion that doesn't knock anyone back, but fires all over the place. The skeletons hanging off of Varel fly down the set of stairs because <laughs> they can't hold on. Um, <laughs> and as, as the explosion, as the fire and oil comes out, you also, you see red blood. There's a mist, just a, oh. and and there, where Quizquaz was, all you see is a pool of oil and blood, Oof. and the 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 demon that was there is just no more. It just blew up out of existence,
2: nice. without
3: any sound, without any scream. Where Where is if, the old lady with the straw on the head still around? there was yeah, her? So, okay. Nash, you go to look at the the old lady with the straw on her head I love it uh and you see um her flesh begins to melt, and so her skin just oozes down off of her face. one eyeball sort of hangs down, and her skin melts away into this pink pool uh, of blood and viscera. And um, just the skeletons remained. And as you watch that, you hear the skeletons. You hear lots of clicking, and you see one by one the skeletons as they move, maneuver towards you to continue attacking, fall to the ground, and just 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 fall apart into like random piles of bones. And after a moment, the room is silent, but the stench of oil, blood, and decaying flesh fills the room. Uh, you guys are choking <coughs> on the acrid air. Um, yeah. And it's all quiet for a moment as you all stand there.
0: You alright, Stanley? Lee?
2: I'm doing okay. Looks like you've got everything well under control. Um... Sorry about that, everybody, <laughs> but... <laughs> Look... He knew that he could get out of here. He knew that the way was open. And I didn't trust that he wasn't going to go up and fetch someone from the city that we are responsible for and do the same thing to them that he was doing to the gooey queen back there.
0: (sighs) I'll start searching around the area where the demon died. Just touch Yeah, just have, touching it, sifting through it.
5: I am pursuing the skeleton that flew off me and, and jumped on top with my flaming fist. <laughs> and I'm putting them out in the ground, just oh, oh, oh thinking it's still going.
1: Varel, it's over. Varel, stop. Uh, huh. Stop. Oh. It's done. He's dead. We we won. We won. It was honorable. It was kind of gross.
5: That is unrelated. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, should we be rummaging around for another way, either out or through
3: yet? Um, looking around the room, you see that uh, there was two exits, the way you came through the sewer passage that you crawled through. And there's a door just on the right. It was very difficult to see, but behind the throne area that's, you know, pushed open because some skeletons burst forth from that room. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay.
1: The reason I ask is we should as a team be remind ourselves I guess of why we're going deeper like our ultimate goal here she fixed I the just machinery I started to explore That's right I uh, saw right.
0: alive skeletons
1: Yeah yeah
3: Yeah there was no I I didn't there was no story objective that made you guys c- come this way
2: I need to remind everybody that while this has been a fun little adventure and I'm so glad we managed to kill a demon our goal is to restore water to Dust Hill, which we still have not done.
1: It means we've got to go back. We can't go but There
0: is one there. room that was opened, right? <laughs>
1: She's so yep, into it.
2: There's a, there's... I'll tell you guys
0: to go ahead. I won't bring anyone. <laughs> you guys go back. I'll join up soon. She's... I want to check out that room.
2: <laughs> okay. I think um, lessons have been learned. We should probably all stick together.
1: We're using the buddy system. No breaking up anymore. Lizard's in front. I'm in back. Let's we do okay. this together, or we don't do it at all.
3: Um, so Nash, uh, as you guys are having this conversation, something about Melda's melted corpse uh, piques your attention. You feel an energy emanating Ooh. from from that direction. Does my
1: eye ache a little bit? Yes. Okay. My eye aches. Oh, you guys, my eyes totally aching.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh,
1: and I. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, wait. We're not going anywhere yet. Can I, can I go, I want to go over there and do like a, I don't know, perception check or something. Can I do that?
3: Uh, you can perceive, you could do arcana, you can do an investigation if you want to look at the corpse. Let's do, so inv- do, you-
1: Let's do investigation. Okay. Simple investigation. Roll the dice, please. All right, hold on. Uh, I rolled so that's three hold on
3: 14 okay uh so there's just this there's there's a set of bones that are is would be Amelda's skeleton and sort of in between it is like melted it's like there's ice cream on her body and the ice cream melted so it's like <laughs> it's just like red pink swirly flesh there and you sort of poke your finger into the flesh and, and around and and there's actually a little lump around her neck, and as you you use your finger to sort of look around, you actually see that there's a there's a necklace on that she's wearing, and this is this seems to be the source of of energy that you're detecting. It's around her. It's a a golden necklace that has a red gem uh, in in the middle.
1: I'd like to take this necklace, but not. Okay. I want them not to know I've done it. So can I do sleight of hand? I have no bonus to that. You'll have to distract them. They're all looking at you, right? Yeah, that's true. I called attention to it.
2: I mean, you could sleight of hand. You just have to beat our passive perception.
1: Yeah. No, no,
3: they're all looking. Like, oh, you we're can't, looking you right at you him. You can't use a roll to do the impossible.
4: Okay.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> if someone's staring at you, you there's just there's no way for something to happen. A roll
1: won't. Okay. You so know, I I, didn't I realize can let that. you roll,
3: but I'm giving you the benefit. No, no, that's in, totally fine. In so in
2: that case Stanley says. What you got there? Nesh?
3: Like what? What? What you would do is say like I point behind the players and say what's that? And if they all happen to look, then you could say do a sleight of hand and
1: steal it. Right. I'm not yeah. going to do that though. I'm going to
3: do. Um, you actually did the opposite. You said we're sticking together, and I'm. You know,
1: yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I realize that as well. I don't want to throw any weird signals. The reason I'm even considering this internally is that he was trying to make me a pact, a deal. And I and I and I'm I'm piqued as to what the hell that all came from, where he's from, how this is possible. And in my head, I'm thinking, ooh, a shiny object that may lead me further down this road. And I don't necessarily need to share that with anybody. But instead, I think better of myself and think, no, we're still a team. In fact, I've been rallying this team. There's no reason for me to go against this so i immediately cast thunder wave kill everybody and run out of there with a dive- I'm yeah. <laughs> no i uh i turn I, I pick it up and i turn around and i and i hold it sort of out for for everyone to sort of see
3: uh, okay so you pick it up and as you touch it you feel that this necklace like so you care you do, you gently remove it from her without care to you know break any of the bones or anything there is flesh dripping from it so your hands are now covered in this fleshy substance okay um you show it out for everyone to see it drips bloop, bloop, you know blood um centuries old blood and um but you do feel a power emanating from from this uh, but you're not entirely sure what it is uh, but it feels as though it has magical powers
1: that's me feeling it
4: yeah <laughs> okay, God got it. <laughs>
1: Uh, All right. So you guys are seeing this. Anybody want to pipe so in? So I guess
3: just as a little thing, because I'm sort of prompting you, but as the resident Arcana expert, you can investigate to sort of identify what the magic, let's make an f- attempt to identify what the magic properties are of, a, of an item or a thing that you
1: find. Okay. Let's do an Arcana check. Okay. Oh, geez. Uh, Eight. Jeez, the Louises!
3: And so you look at it, and you realize that there's some sort of there's there's some sort of magic here that's designed to protect, but you're not quite clear on what exactly uh, that is.
1: Designed to protect, you say? Yes. Okay. Wish well, ro- what can
2: you tell us about that necklace there?
1: There's something at play here. I don't know quite what it is, but it's got something to do with protection. Did it
5: do a very good job for the queen?
1: No. Always wear a condom. Uh, I would say that this thing is, um, I mean, I have a theory. Can I share my theory, Dungeon Master? Okay. My theory is this is what was keeping her alive. This was part, at least, of what was preserving her and protecting her from full death. But I don't know. I I checked with all my knowledge, and I just, I'm not sure. So don't count any of this as fact.
2: Well, it was still around her neck at the time she uh, liquefied. So I'm not entirely sure if it would have been completely preserving her.
1: Perhaps she needed him to complete the connection, and without him, there's no point. He, he He held power over the amulet, therefore the woman... And without him there's there's this is this could be useless. But again I I don't want to say that for sure because we could use this. This could be something we could we could use.
2: Well perhaps we hold on to it unless anybody in particular is feeling quite brave to throw it on.
0: I'll throw it on. <laughs> 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 She's
2: so stoked all the time. I love it.
1: Hope you 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 act like you'd like to wear this. I don't know. And,
0: I will wear it. And once we find out what it does, we can figure out who should wear it more.
1: I say we draw straws. Bo, can we draw straws? Like, just with a roll? If you want to, sure. Highest number. I'm
2: not about to draw a straw to see if I put a crazy, magical necklace around my neck.
1: Fine. You're a a coward and a fool. Stand over there. So then we take, who's with me? Who wants to roll for this to pull straws to decide who's going to wear this and who isn't? I'm not, Hope shouldn't just do it. She could hurt her. It could damage her.
0: Do you On walk FD around with straws
2: ice? in your hand all the time? Where did you even find it?
1: <laughs> could could, could you use skeleton, skeleton fingers? Uh, yeah. Skeleton <laughs> fingers. That's what I'm doing. I'm gathering them up. I've got pinkies. I've got <laughs> some pinkies. I've got some... Two
2: middle fingers and a pinky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. Two middle fingers and a pinky are in my hand now and I've situated them so that there's two... They all look the same but underneath my hand, one's shorter. Okay. And are you? Are you two? Are you? Are you men? Men? Are you lizard enough? And are you tiefling enough to, to, to do this with me, and vote, this way?
4: Uh, uh,
1: my stance on curses
5: is still rather firm, but we have been victorious this day. And Stanley, I feel we should all join in this team building exercise. <laughs>
0: You don't have to force him, Varel.
2: I'm good. I'm here to support the team and uh, just enjoy uh, what all you are doing. But I'm not going to put on that necklace, Varel. I'll tell you what. I will take the Hillmaster's necklace if you would like to switch out. No, very good. Coward.
1: That's what I say under my breath. Coward. Okay,
3: so are you, so three of you are engaged in it. Why don't you, I mean, you're making the, the rules, Scott. Why don't you tell people? Everyone roll a
1: D6. Or, sorry, yeah, six-sided dice. Let's see who rolls the lowest number. I
0: got a two. I got,
1: Four. A, I got a three. Damn it. All right. Well, I guess it goes to hope, but at least we did this in a democratic way.
0: <laughs> no guilt, no guilt, everyone. As I okay. put the necklace on. For, my for neck. the
1: record, though, for the record, I don't agree with any of this, and I think this is dangerous. But fair and square, put it on.
3: <laughs> All right. Hope you you take the necklace and put it around your neck and close the clasp. It's a gorgeous red gem that's in there. It's shiny, bright. You, Does you, it you,
0: clash with my maroon skin tone?
3: I—it's not information a dungeon master can give. You.
0: <laughs> he, must re- right. he must remain impartial. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um,
3: so, uh, as you put it on, you all of a sudden you feel that your breathing is better. Like you take these long, deep breaths, and your body feels invigorated, like you woke up from a great sleep, had a decent breakfast and are ready to go out and take a jog you feel healthy
0: i feel healthy
3: in fact you feel like there's no disease uh, in this world that could stop you your body is good add the periapt of health to your inventory Ooh. Right. i will write put the spelling uh in our Thank you. (laughs) uh, So you can search for it and add it to your character sheet. The periaptive health uh, makes you immune to contracting any disease while you wear the pendant. And if you have a disease, the effects of the disease are suppressed while you wear it.
2: Okay.
1: My caution and Stanley's cowardice have left us empty-handed during this loot roll
0: there's still I another think- room
2: are you saying that or are you no it's oh, just uh, all internal
1: <laughs> dialogue it's internal dialogue this <laughs> 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 is my little my little Nash brain going
0: Cool, sweet awesome. so this could be passed around then okay cool
2: yeah. all right let's check out the other room if we're done handing out jewelry
3: <laughs> okay, so as a group, you you move towards the next room, and you peer in and see uh, that it is a royal bedchamber. That there is an ornate, very large bed, and the room is circular and moves out. There are dressers. This is where is, the magic there are, happens. There are chests, <laughs> and there are... Um, You know, just various like like mannequins with, I mean, there's nothing on them, but things that would hold clothes and things of that nature. There's a broken mirror off to the side. There's ornate decorations on the walls, like painting frames, but no painting inside where the canvas would have rotted. Um, And there looks to be uh, nothing living in here. Uh, It doesn't appear to be much, but maybe a search would yield some results, if anything.
2: Yeah, I'll investigate, see if there's anything worthwhile.
3: Okay, so um, you guys go through the for uh looking for what kind of goodies might be in here, yeah,
2: uh, but
3: let's as you dig the through place. as you dig through, um most of what you find are in a chest near the bed, It uh, was you know just laying open, so no need to worry about any traps or anything like that mm-hmm. um inside the chest, you find you see uh, that there are a bunch of gold pieces. In the chest, uh, there's a little statue of a hawk in there. Um, There appears to be some kind of ribbon that you might wear in your hair. Uh, You spy a pair of iron dice, um, and you see an iron ring in there, and there's a fine set of clothing sort of folded up onto one side for a dwarf. Uh, In addition to that, you also see a pair of sunglasses, aviator sunglasses, (laughs) on top of the clothing and um there's also some kind of a uh what looks to be a universal spanner like a wrench of some kind oh well
0: i'll immediately jump for the wrench
1: yeah
3: okay so you reach in and grab the 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 wrench and what's weird is as you grab it and look at it it feels like it's changing shape as as you hold it in your hand
0: and i'll hold it up am i crazy (laughs) is this thing changing Hold, watch it. Hold it. Compare it to my face. Is
4: it changing? The,
3: the rest of the party do, does see that it, that it moves every now and then. It is a different moving. shape. Weird. And so you find as you think about like a, a, an eighth inch wrench, the, the, the head of the wrench gets smaller. But then as you think about, you know, three quarters wrench, it gets large and now is now a three quarters wrench. The wrench seems to mold and change shape to the size of wrench that you think you need but there's no like adjustable lever on it it just seems to have this magical problem.
1: hope it seems like your wrench is changing depending on what we need think of a cheeseburger
0: i think of a cheeseburger
1: uh, so it
3: doesn't change into a cheese shit it only does Sorry.
1: wrenches well ah. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: it seems, it seems to mold and change and then is it gets hardened when it's it's at the setting that it needs to be and looks usable but then mold it's it's a strange metal it's a it's a I mean, it's blowing your mind right now. It's just
2: like, yeah,
0: I'm I'm going to be in the corner just playing with this thing. Stanley
2: looks astounded and then slowly turns his head to Nash and says, do you eat cheeseburgers (laughs) often?
1: Listen, (laughs) there was no greater, no greater thrill or treat when I worked in the deepest parts of the solar mines. Then we'd steal a guard's cheeseburger. They're fantastic. Even without cheese, I'd eat one. Just <laughs> okay. regular burgers, fine. So, there's a little interaction we had there. And John, so that means me and Stanley, <laughs> S- Stanley You've and already I.
3: already had an ins- DM inspiration. Yeah.
1: You know, me and Stanley are, you know, we're, we're, built, we're building bridges, not tearing them down. We're not burning them now. How about cheeseburgers?
2: Uh, <laughs> so add add gonna- plus
3: one to your relationships.
2: <laughs> I'm going to reach in and take the dice.
3: Okay, so add the iron dice uh, to your inventory. Um, do you want to split up the gold between the party? There's 90 gold.
1: Split wait, wait. Is something. Before you do that, I would like to... I grab the um, the ring.
4: Okay. And I put Take it on. The iron ring. Mm-hmm.
1: And as I'm putting it on, I say, Varel, even if you decide not to keep them, I have to see what a lizard man looks like in a pair of sunglasses.
5: Oh very well <laughs> and i walk over and put them on and i assume they are dwarven and they're they dwar-
3: they're they're more human sized actually but they're still way too small for you
5: and so... like a dog they would and my eyes even further on the sides they sort of rest yeah. on the top of my nose not covering my <laughs> eyes in the least
3: they do nothing to to help block out any light <laughs> but
1: from the front do i look cool we well, all have a jovial laugh though and it brings Yay. us closer together that's the you thing. look
0: cool
3: Alright, so add aviators to your inventory, <laughs> aviator sunglasses to your inventory.
1: And then for the record, these are like poncharelli from chips, right? Those kind of glasses? Like bags. Sure, whatever
3: you guys want to imagine. I'm leaving that flexible to you guys.
1: Oh, aviator you have no glasses. idea. I'm way too visual of a person. Everything about this is wonderful. So Okay, let me look those. up aviator glasses here.
3: I mean they look like how you imagine they would from Yeah, like not, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If
1: yeah. I'm flying blue thunder, this is what I wear.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's a large quantity of gold in here. Now, do we want one of us to hold on to it, or do we want to split it up now?
1: Uh, it seems heavy. Who, uh, unless we're making Varel carry it, I don't see how we shouldn't split it up. We've all, you know, we well, should all be Well, there is a the logistics
2: burger. issue when it comes to our friend Varel. He does not have pockets. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Does he he's have a... Folds. Does he
2: have... Yeah, I was going to ask. Does he have like a... <laughs> Ew, he's got a coin fold? <laughs> I
1: don't know. That's not that's canon. Up, that's okay. That was more just a joke. Does he have any but pouches? Lizard pouches? No? All right. Yeah, so you make a good point. Are there any sacks nearby or anything we could put the gold in?
3: Uh, No. Okay. I mean, you guys have your backpacks. Those of you with inventory items.
2: Are... I... <laughs> I can hold on to the gold, and we can divvy it out once we get out of here. What's
1: me? I give him a sidewards glance. Again, feeling that sense of mistrust, but our cheeseburger conversation has dulled the sword a little, so it's okay. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna let hey, it.
3: Add, add ninety gold to your uh, pa- uh, inventory. All right. There's still a, a little statue, a stone statuette of a hawk. In the chest, uh, there's the ribbon, this fancy ribbon and the fancy clothes remaining. Uh, Nash, make sure to add the iron ring that you said you took oh, to yeah. your
1: inventory. Right.
3: You just have to probably write it in where your possessions go. I yeah. don't
1: think there's an equipment called can, iron ring. I can do that.
2: Yeah. Is there any arcane sense coming from the statue, or does it just seem like a stone statue?
1: Are you asking me, or are you asking Nash? I can do an arcane... Uh, Let me check out that statue. There may be more here than just a trinket. So I'm going to roll an arcana check on that thing. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: 17.
4: Okay,
3: you investigate the the hawk statue, and um, you sense nothing uh, of magical interest from it. Sorry, 22, Uh, because
1: I forgot the plus 5.
3: All right. You sense even stronger that there's nothing of magical <laughs> from this. You're even more certain than you were a second ago that this is just like some piece of art that's in there that might be worth something to the right person, but uh, doesn't otherwise benign. All right. So stuff.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to handle it for a moment and I say there's nothing magical or great about this, but it could fetch a fine coin if anyone wants to carry this. I don't need money or script, so unless someone else wants it we'll leave it here
2: I'll go ahead and take it
3: okay of course add a stone statue of a hawk to your inventory uh, add a ribbon to your inventory alright and besides the fine uh, clothes uh, there's nothing else in, in this particular chest and the room's been sort of torn apart and nothing's been found uh, of value
5: Okay. what have our night friend
2: Ah, knight friend?
5: Yes, the stalwart knight we met on the way in.
2: Oh! He
1: means the robot.
2: Well, we should maybe go check on it. The problem is, I don't think it had long to last. I asked it to see if it could make its way into the chamber, and it never showed, so... My guess is it either hasn't finished its work, or it's no longer functioning. Shall we... Go check
1: on it. I, we have nowhere else to go. Let's go back, check on him, and keep making our way back to the surface.
3: Okay, so you leave uh, You leave the royal bedchamber, walk across the throne room, still heavy smoke uh, hanging in the air. Everyone gets down on their fours and walks into the sewer grate and through the other side. Um, as you exit the, the the sewer area, you all open up to see a scene of, there's a pile of, of skeleton corpses Surrounding the destroyed metal body of this droid. It's in about five or six pieces. Oh. It looks The scene looks as though uh, C4N-D13 was attacked out here during the altercation. And uh, is now in pieces.
0: I'll walk over and I'll find the coolest looking screw piece I can of this amazing robot. And I'll pocket that.
3: Okay, so um, the coolest looking thing that you find is, like, looks to be some sort of, I don't know, It's just it's got a lot of little wires and a lot of little circuit boards, and there's, like, a little (coughs) round circular, like, looks like some sort of computer core of some kind. You're not really familiar with it. It all looks so alien to you. Um, But it's got a lot of different colors on it and lights and looks like, just looks interesting to you. So let's say you get... uh, um, a positronic matrix, a dead positronic <laughs> matrix, nice. to your inventory, or or deactivated positronic matrix.
5: Is there be any escape? D- there is a naked man in the area. We must find. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there a way for her to do any kind of check on that? To have like her engineering skills come into play to find out what it's good for or what she could do with it, or no?
3: I mean, you could do. You could attempt to.
0: Sure, um, that would be wisdom.
3: And you're, that's vehicle repair. Knowledge would be the int one. Intelligence. And you're not proficient in it.
0: Uh, 14.
3: Okay. So um, you recognize screws. You recognize connections. As you play with some of it, you're like, oh, I can, you can figure out how they connect, but you have zero idea how any of this works. You wouldn't even know where to begin it to, to repair the life form that this was. It's, it's intimidating in that
2: regard. All right. Well, it looks like we should probably make our way back. How is everybody feeling? Is anybody still damaged after that last encounter?
5: I showcased my burned arms and bit chest, and with pride, though, right? Yes. Well, of course. At yeah. this
2: one, yeah. this one I got in the desert. This one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and cast a cure wounds on Vorel. Let him know how much he gets healed with. 5 hit points. Nice.
1: <laughs> ah, soothing. Thank you. What do you what's what's your deficit now? What are you at?
5: I'm only down 4 at the oh, moment, okay. so I'm back to 11. All right.
3: I mean, you're now currently in the hallway area with the train track and the two Stone paths on either side,
5: do they go on, or are they all collapsed down? And- um,
3: so the, the continuation on is cave caven at the end of this particular hall. There was a cave-in at the other end where you exited from the pantry, and um, in this hallway, there were the two other exits, which were you know, as uh, Nash and Hope explored, the the medical quarters and the royal quarters off to the hmm. left.
5: It is clear that this will not be our final time exploring these roads,
2: and we will find more in our travels. I agree, but I do think we need to get back and finish helping Dust Hill. I don't know how many more skeletons we might run into. They are not exactly strong, but I do think we need to be aware as we make our way back. Does everybody feel good about proceeding?
1: We've yes. got, yeah, we've got to get out of here. I'm going crazy. I need sunlight. I need something. <laughs> okay.
3: So, <laughs> so you make your way down the uh, carefully. Um, you hear no noises and encounter uh, you know, no forms of life or activity. Uh, you now approach the doorway to the pantry, and you're all standing around the doorway. Is it open or closed? It's closed.
1: Okay.
2: Can I listen to the door to hear if I hear movement from the other side?
3: Okay, roll survival, please.
2: Eighteen.
3: You hear no sound. It's quiet, except for the the sort of background of maybe wind rushing through unseen places. There's no no noises.
2: Seems like it could be safe.
5: Hmm.
0: I think they all died with the demon.
2: Yes,
5: curse appears to be lifted, and I open the door.
2: Okay, you
3: open the door to the pantry, and you're greeted with the smell of stinky feet.
1: <laughs> st- what, what did I say? Cheese, stinky feet. You said feet. You said it started out like cheese, <laughs> and then eventually went feet.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's more it's still a little more on the feet side. You see, you see your <laughs> you see the the, the 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 air has settled into something a little less viscous.
2: I feel like um, this entire dungeon is an example of a place that while Nash could make it through, Scott would definitely not make it through. Oh, no.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong.
2: We probably Uh, would have lost him at the latrine where he needed to retrieve keys from. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. I forgot
1: about that. That is where you would have lost me. It's like trying to... So now
3: you're in the room and there's the door to the kitchen, which is also closed behind you. When last you left it, you'd created a bit of an altercation for
5: Hmm. But now just collapsed skeletons where they sort of stood and... Well, the door's closed, so oh. I'm waiting well, to see if somebody wants to open. Can no, you- I'm, I'm under the assumption curse is lifted. I open it. Okay, well, so you,
3: you proceed through and you find your theories in fact correct. Uh, you see all the skeletons lying on the ground uh, in states of what appear to be shock maybe it's that they just have fallen in place wherever they were you move through the kitchen into the great hall all the people that were sitting at the table feasting are now like lying with their head on the tables all seemingly dead or you know gone from whatever realm they were in uh you make your way to the door the entranceway where you came from and uh it's all quiet there's no more chattering teeth nothing of that nature are you returning continuing on still that door closed also? Yeah. Well, the door is no door. This is the archway where there's the two dwarf statues
0: on either side. Fellow
1: travelers, do you think these skeletons have lost their animation because we've killed the demon?
0: I think so. I what? think the pact was ended between the demon and the queen.
1: They were all connected. At least that's what it seems.
2: I think we're safe to move on. I think at the very least we should probably at least get back to the engine repair room.
3: Okay, so you guys continue on uh, back through the cave through whence you came, um, and you get back to the river. Nothing appears to have changed, but you do have to make your way across the river again.
5: Oh, with gusto. <laughs> <laughs> I dive in.
3: You dive into the water and start swimming. Are you ferrying people across or people? I, I will happily yes. ferry. Okay, so you ferry your friends across without incident. Um, and uh you yourself are you sticking around for an extended swim the engine is still running you hear the <shrie> of the pump that you guys repaired uh, still functioning normally without a vent um, so as you're swimming vorella and enjoying this something shiny catches your eye off, mm-hmm. in, off in the corner near where the wall and the river dips underground
5: start swimming towards it
3: all right. As you get closer towards it, you see that it's this, there's a steel, you know like a Super Mario mushroom, how it's like a has a top area and a bottom area. I think of yeah. two of those pasted in together. Yeah. Like upside down so that there's this mushroom head on one side and the inside. It's a strange device sort of sunk into the ground, very dirty, uh, but a piece of it is shining and a glint caught your eye from a torch.
5: Hmm, I will remove it from its paddling with my legs
3: sure you pick it up and as you do you if some water hits it and washes off some of it and you see underneath on the inside are a bunch of hooks look like fishing hooks uh, really large nasty ones on the underside of the mushroom a- head area very strange looking device and you notice some some uh, text scrawled out in it uh in elvish which uh, can you read elvish
5: no, no, these are fancy words. I surely know yeah. some.
3: Well, the strange text written on it.
5: Uh, I, I will announce, I found something. A buzzsaw sandwich of some kind.
2: <laughs> Bring it on over. Let's take a look at it.
5: And I'll swim it on over. Okay. So you staying a, in the you... water because I'm enjoying this to the last moment. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: excellent. Okay, so you show it to John. John, you see the, the Elvish written on it. And uh, you see clearly, it says the following. This podcast be the property of John Scottson. Reward if returned. Shard knock planes.
2: It's gibberish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, did you do you read this aloud, John?
2: Uh, yeah, I read it out loud.
0: Okay, and you said shard knock planes?
2: That's right.
3: Shard knock, shard apostrophe knock, n o c k planes.
2: What did it say again? This podcast be the property what? of John Scottson.
3: Okay.
2: Reward
3: if returned. Shard knock plane.
1: I've heard of these planes. It's far from yeah. here. Oh yeah. yeah, terrible place. If rumor oh. be true, if rumor be true, I don't. You know, I haven't been myself. But it looks like there's a reward for whatever this is.
3: Can so you make sure to note like all of that rewards. in your Yeah. You make sure to note all of that in your character sheet just so we don't forget. Okay. You can write it down on paper now and add it later. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, that's right.
3: What's the name of the planes? Shardnock. Shardnock. And, and the item appears to be a podcast.
2: Do I know what that is?
3: I mean, someone could, could do...
0: <laughs> I can roll.
2: Someone could roll a check. It's the weirdest uh, question I have had to ask today.
0: Yeah. get a nine.
3: Okay. Um, something about this seems familiar to you. It seems um, familiar. Yeah, this is, seems like a common item uh, that it's just on the tip of your tongue. You just can't quite think of what it is. Maybe somebody could help you. Uh, you, you just... Now you're like, no, I know what this is, but not quite sure.
5: Yeah. I'll roll a survival to see if it's like a fishing utensil. Okay. A nine.
3: A nine. Um, it's a difficult roll, but somehow the fishing word has given you a bonus on this. Roll another
1: dice, please. I'm say something else.
3: Twelve. Okay. And you, as you, you concentrate really hard and you think, oh, this is a tool for hunting that you don't use, but that God, you've come right. across.
5: I wouldn't Maybe. know what fishing is really, but hunting no, is No,
3: but you've heard of a thing that some of the weaker species do. Uh, they have to fish for their food. It's called sand fishing. And they Deplow. use pod- they use they put podcasts into the sand and let it sink under to hunt for beasts that live under the sand.
2: Oh, so just then it clicks like how you remember today.
3: Podcast <laughs> Podcasting. It's referred to as podcasting, and they cast out a pod into the sand to cast To catch beasts of the desert.
1: And these beasts are not fish. They are. No. Okay. It's because it's in the dirt. I mean, unless I
3: invent sandfish at some point, which is
1: not off the table. No, never. (laughs) Never take (laughs) sandfish off the table.
2: We haven't ruled it out.
1: All
5: right. Well, I will explain that I've seen the weaker desert folk use such dastardly traps to catch small vermin in the sands. And rather deplorable when you could get such a good beast with your own two hands.
2: It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> I go ahead and put it in my pack. Yeah, we should
1: pack <laughs> right. it. We need to take it. It has a maybe reward s- tied to it. We need, you know, we're, we're got to be a little greedy here.
3: Yeah, maybe sometime, if you find John Scottson, you could return it for. Uh,
2: I mean, that- I, look, I look forward to meeting this John Scottson <laughs> podcaster extraordinaire. <laughs> uh, how, about how long has all of this taken us? How long has since we rested?
3: Uh Since you've explored... Our, uh, I mean, it's maybe been about five or six hours since your sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. We got a lot done. We killed an oozing demon brainsucker.
2: So, we have a decision we have to make. Do we... Waste time down here and take a rest, and leave another day where Dust Hill does not have water, or do we, in our current condition, attempt to make the climb up the stairs back to the town?
0: How long can I feel can like I... I could climb? Mm.
2: Yeah, ready to
3: it go. was about an hour traveling down. Going up, it'll probably be about four to five hours.
1: The like, lizard is depending injured. on how much breaks you need to take. The lizard is injured, but I think. He's shown himself to be pretty resilient. I don't see any reason why we should wait here. We can rest when we're dead.
2: Well, that's a very positive outlook on our situation, Nash. Thank you so much for offering that. (laughs) If everyone's good to continue, I think we can.
3: So so here will be your options. Uh, You can go up at um, normal speed, pushing yourself without taking breaks. You'll suffer two levels of exhaustion take you about four hours you could take periodic breaks uh, short rests on your way up it'll take eight hours to climb you'll suffer one level of exhaustion or you can take a full 12 hours to climb up taking frequent breaks making sure everyone's got water food and you'll suffer no level of exhaustion
1: and the fourth option is that we could we could camp here
3: You could camp now. Those would still be your options. It's an hour. It's it's a it's a couple of miles worth of climbing upstairs. I don't I don't know if you've ever climbed stairs lately, but I climbed three flights the other day and I thought I was gonna die.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) if we, the reason I asked that is the math works out in my head, and I'm probably wrong here, but if we rest, if we did that six hour rest thing, where some keep watching whatever, that's we would be able to wake up and be out of there and make it home in six hours instead of twelve of periodic resting, which is the same thing Mm. because we're gonna either way you'll
3: suffer either way without the rest now later you'll still suffer levels of exhaustion from the climb if you push it
5: looks like mechanically one level of exhaustion gives us disadvantage on ability checks the second one is half speed so i don't care about half speed as much as all our ability checks will suck if we do this too fast no matter what Yeah. so i say we take it easy because we're injured and and there there was reserve water, right? Like when we asked the hillmaster, I guess he probably didn't dispense that since he's dead.
1: Well, plus we're there by that river that tasted so good. Right? We've not, we haven't had any ill effects from that.
2: Speaking of which, it it maybe went without saying, but I I have a uh, water skin now, and I would fill that with water while I was down here. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs>
1: yeah no kidding. fill it with delicious water. Yeah, tasty, tasty magic water. Everyone
3: fills their packs if they have one. Mm-hmm. Burl, do you, ha- do you have storage glands for water?
1: No,
5: I I have a water skin. That's what I was using when I first visited the well. Okay, that's my yeah, only Yeah, that's right. That's right. My only body p- possession.
3: Cool. All right, so everyone fills up their water skins. Are we camping or are we going, moving ahead?
2: I feel like we need to get there sooner than later. Mm-hmm. The town wasn't even thirsty, and they were already tearing each other apart.
3: Okay, so is everyone in agreement?
2: I think... Ah,
5: here. We didn't crush eggs, so I fear the ascent will be full of more spiders. So, what if we hurried for part of the way, and then took a rest <laughs> after the spiders when we knew we were no longer
2: under attack? Mm. I'm good with that. I'm, I'm with Varel.
3: So you could take a short rest on the stairs. I don't know, but you could try sleeping on the stairs. No, that was think...
5: never my intention.
3: Okay. All right. I thought that's what you were going to. Okay. Um, we would
5: move at at a bit of a, a haste through the spidered area. And then upon reaching the dreamers dream landing. we Okay. Could so take you'd a little... push it
3: for two hours and then take all the time you need it at. Yeah. yeah.
5: It'd be
3: four hours for a full push to the top. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. It's what you do. Uh, so you uh, get ready to leave, you climb up back where the hillmaster's corpse is. It's it stinks. It's very smelly in that part of the, ro- the area now. Just like a corpse, like just it's it's offensive to your senses. So it's gotten worse. You climb th- right? You climb through, you close it. Oh, it's much worse from when it was okay. there. Uh, it's rotted, the corpse is bloated, the flesh oh. is bloated. You take care not to touch it in case it bursts. Um you close the... In
2: case it bursts?
3: Ugh. Yeah, well, when a corpse dies, right, it bloats? No, yeah. I gotcha. Like yeah. a Diablo. Really. It won't burst, it won't explode, <laughs> but, like, a bunch of liquid might come flying out. A blue um, item and some gold will pop out, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you close the trap door behind you, you get set for the climb, uh, two hours goes by, your body's, your, your thigh muscles and calves are on fire. Um, you all wish that you would die. This is the most painful thing you've experienced yet is a two hour climb of stairs um but it happens without event you don't you hear the usual noises of wind and rocks tumbling here and there, but it is without a vent after two hours you make the switch to a slower pace, taking rests, and you climb the whole way up, having uh so two. And we would say six. So um, taking your time, you make it to the top without suffering any levels of exhaustion after between eight to ten hours. Oh, uh, Your journey is finally over, but everyone's legs are, just, they feel broken. You know when you walked around Ikea for too long and it's only been 30 <laughs> minutes, you're like, oh, God. <laughs> like ten hours of that. Um, so, you know, you guys are feeling the burn. Um, and you, as you approach, you see that the trap door from the dragon engine room is actually wide open. Um, there's no light or anything spilling from it, so uh, you're able to climb in. I assume mm-hmm. that's what we want to do here. Yeah. Okay, you climb in, and uh, again, the quiet. The engine's not on. Uh, it's as you left it, with the exception, you know, Thomas's corpse is lying on the ground still. You see Holga with the bullet in her head there. Uh, You'll also see the corpse of Dharma, uh, the dwarf you left alive last there with a um, with a sword impaled into his chest.
5: Oh, I've run over, well, I hobble over, crawl out of the pit with my exhaustion, but using my final breaths of energy, I go cradle the body and give a warrior's howl.
4: No! <laughs> <laughs> It
3: echoes all throughout the chamber, and it's very loud because the chamber is that big. Uh, But, um, yes, remember that this room is covered. It's a circular room. It's covered on the walls with skulls. Um, There is the dragon engine on a cement block, and there's a larger machine as part of the pump. Um, Hope you take a quick look at some of the gauges and see the ones that were lifeless before are now showing water pressure. Uh, That water is being pushed up into the pipe, but not fully through the machinery in the back remember you you see there's a bunch of machinery there and a big tank looks like a big fuel tank about 8 feet high um, used to hold a lot of fuel and there's the sarcophagus and then there's a door leading to the exit where the bridge was oh my gosh the bridge there are two
2: things that I would like to invest okay um, before we turn anything on um, I would like to investigate what killed Thomas. Okay. Um, I, and I would like to investigate the sarcophagus.
3: Okay. So, roll an investigation check uh, for the, the corpse of Thomas,
2: search. Uh, 18.
3: Okay. So, last you remember, Thomas tripped and hit his head. And you weren't quite sure if he was dead or just unconscious. Unconscious. But as you examine the corpse, you actually see a small... You pull him up a bit, and you see a small knife. that you don't remember anyone stabbing him in the neck uh, is driven into his neck.
2: Now, this is interesting. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what would have killed these people. We can assume maybe Softhead, but don't think Softhead would have thrown the Hillmaster down the hole.
4: You're
3: speaking to me, sorry?
2: I'm speaking to everybody. Mm, okay. All
3: right, I, well, while I, there's.
2: Oh, okay, there's a response coming. Go
5: ahead. Uh, I mean, right. if everything stays pretty quiet and, you know, I've, I've had my, my howl, I will stand and lower gently the body of Dharma and say, A thousand
1: wrenches was not enough for that wretch. <laughs> wow. This is, the mo- this is the most hardcore you've been. Usually are all honor and glory, but...
2: Ooh. I'm also going to go investigate the sarcophagus.
3: Okay. Uh, with what sort of skill?
2: Uh, right investigate now, I just, just want to look at it, see if there's anything of value on it, see if there's, see what's up with it. right okay. now, all I know is it's a sarcophagus. All
3: right, well, you take an examination of the sarcophagus. You see that there's a, a metal band... On upon his head, a crown. And it's standing upright, held together with nails. It's like his, his bones are sort of nailed into the back of the sarcophagus. It's nailed into cement. So they're big nails, and the nails are bent to hold the sort of bone structure in there. Otherwise, the the bones are relatively intact, maybe held together with some sort of adhesive. You're not quite sure what it is. Um, nothing of note apart from that.
1: Can I do an Except arc-
3: that it's human-sized.
1: Can I do an Arcana check and see if there's any magic business going on with that thing. Okay. Sure. Okay. 20 non-natural.
3: Okay. So, um you sort of, you know, close your eyes a bit and sort of feel out use your feelings, Luke. Um, <laughs> you feel out to see, you know, if you can detect anything. And it's the smallest feeling, but you sense something is not there's something unnatural uh, about the corpse. There's something There's wrong. Ener- there. There's a faint energy surrounding its bones, but it's the faintest. You're almost, you're almost not sure if you're imagining it, but gun to your head, you're like, yes, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling some sort of energy, some sort of pull, something
5: dark.
1: Mm. I, feel, I feel something. There's something something's emanating from the sarcophagus, but I don't know what it is. It's very faint.
0: Do you Still think a- it's the pact it's Peter who made the deal with the devil?
1: It could be but we have no way of knowing.
5: Destroy it all. These hillmasters were corrupted by demons. This city is built on lies and we are here to cleanse it with purifying cool water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's another excuse for the lizard to swim. I know it. I can feel it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, are you destroying it for uh, or uh, what I
5: mean? mean, I'm definitely pretty huffy at the moment. I understand that these are all machines beyond my understanding, and oh. this sarcophagus is partially part of that magic. So, I mean, I'm definitely you know flexing the old fists and wanting to send him down the shaft as well.
0: Okay. As uh, long as he doesn't touch the machines, I'm a I I don't care.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is what's good for the lizard is good for the gander, I and mean, let's let's do it. There's no reason for us to preserve this. Let's destroy it.
3: Okay, so you're gonna th- sorry destroy the the skeleton.
1: Yeah, the sarcophagus. Destroy it all, and if John, unless John or unless Stanley has any uh, misgivings about what we're doing
2: no i'm just looking at it taking it all in i'm not gonna stop or help
3: okay so can someone describe what they're doing to me all
2: right you said the
5: skeleton is is stapled into the erect sarcophagus
3: yeah yeah it's so no match I've... for your strength you could probably pull it out
5: yeah yeah so i'll walk up and and you'll take it by the shoulder and the neck and, and try to pull the whole skeleton out with the intention of walking over to the pit and giving it the hillmaster send-off of throwing it down the stairs <laughs> the
3: hillmaster send-off as you grab it um you feel you feel it, it, an energy into your body mm. and it's sort of you feel the sense of fear and panic like you've never felt before Because and it's you, you feel that there's an intelligence detecting a hostile intention and that you've been caught. And and you recoil as you grab it, you recoil somewhat and let it go. And as you let it go, ooh, against my will, a dark black mist starts seeping from the bones, and it starts filling the room. And thing you know the room is starting to fill with this black ethereal smoke in front of all of you, as you stare at what's happening, this form takes shape. Humanoid in nature, but not solid. And says, fools, what have you done? And that's it for this one. <laughs> yeah!
1: Oh, I want to know what this is, this is going to go great, Ooh. this guy here. All right. We've Got a
2: really good history of meeting new people. <laughs> yeah. I think particularly this is leaders. Go well,
3: so before we wrap things up, though, I would like to congratulate everyone on reaching level two.
1: What? Yeah! yeah. Oh my gosh! There's the level sound. We did it.
3: I was waiting to see if you grab a rest or not, but I think this is a good juncture. You rested at some point on the way up the stairs, so we'll, you know, you feel your knowledge coming together. And uh, you have the ability to utilize new techniques
1: through your <gasps> additional level. Fantastic! Level two. That feels like a milestone to me.
3: Yeah, so I think that means uh, you're going to get an action surge. Uh, hope. Um,
5: yeah. Uh,
3: John will be able to restore his inspiration with short rests.
5: Hey.
2: will <laughs> uh, be.
3: I don't know what uh, I, barbarians I think,
2: get. Does that change at level two? I don't think I get anything at level two except a new you spell. You do.
3: No, you, you, get, you get a new spell and you get additional, um, uh, you get, I can't remember what it's called, but I think in, rather than be long rest, you can take short rest to restore your
1: dice. Pre- uh, digitation 2, the sequel.
4: Oh,
0: good, <laughs> yes. So you'll
3: have access to new spells, Nash um i don't think you get you might get your spell points your metamagic stuff too i'm not sure yeah um but yeah congratulations everyone well done everybody making it nice. this far and not dying
2: uh yeah. just a quick question because we're saying that happened during our rest up the stairs right yeah so are we does that put us all at full hit points
3: uh oh good. just say yes for the convenience of it sure okay, okay. Oh, and so, what yeah, about so just... spells just restore yourselves, it's okay. fine. Just refresh everything. <laughs> just, take nice. just
2: take <laughs> it all. We don't, we don't,
3: we don't want to hang. spend too much time micromanaging it Like on the next episode or something. We'll just jump right into the action. Full right. uh, sure. well,
1: well, well done. Uh, uh, great adventure uh, behind us. More in front of us, obviously, for Session 5, which will happen next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. Frogpants.tv. Well done, Bo. That was awesome today. And well Great. done, fellow adventurers. Thank you, Nash. I'll get you next time. <laughs> Don't forget, uh, send your messages to us or your thoughts or your whatever over there at uh, uh, There Be Dungeons on Twitter. Uh, we're going to make that a very active place for you to interact with, send your uh, your cool uh, fan art, that kind of stuff. And uh, there'll be more information over at therewillbeedungeons.com. That's ThereWillBeDungeons.com. Follow John at John underscore Jagger. Uh, Follow Bo at Bo Schwartz. Follow me at Scott Johnson. Follow Kristen at Dream Destroyer. It's D-R-M. spell for me?
0: D-R-M-D-E-S-T-R-Y-R. There
1: you go. Follow that. And then Kyle Ferguson is at Kyle Ferguson. It's as simple as that. It's like Scott Johnson kind of works out really well. Uh, Thank you all for being here. Thank you everybody who tuned in live. We'll be back next week with more. We'll see you for the next There Will Be Dungeons. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at (laughs) frogpants.com. Not again. I don't want to hurt anyone.